Christ, you people suck. Wow. Wolverine on it. G Radio. This is our game of the year 2022, which uh, you before the show, I was sitting there thinking to myself, man, it feels old to be talking about game of the year because everybody does it in fucking November and December. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they're dead off. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like there were games that came out in December that are good. What is wrong with y'all people? But anyway, I have everybody on the show. We got Anthony. I'm here, yes. We got Jay. now. We got Drew. I am here. Then we got Turds. What up, y'all? And Wombat 2. Yes, sir. Then we got a whole shitload of games to talk about. Basically, the way this works, if you've never heard one of these shows before, is everybody has a list of their top games of the year, usually 10, some honorable mentions, and then if you feel the need, tell us about those disappointments. Oh, I got a couple. Yeah, me too. Me this too. year was not built for, for Anthony. <laughs> 2022 was just not Anthony year. You could tell that because I also checked your stats for Overwatch last night, and you've already played five days worth of that game. Yeah. Jesus. Holy <laughs> crap. Dude, we all have. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, if Overwatch 2 is making my list... It's not a good year for you? Is that No. No. (laughs) All right. Uh, Let's get this bitch kicked off. And Anthony, I'll start with you. All right. Uh, Okay, fuck it. I'll start with disappointments. Uh, Actually, no. I'll start with the honorable mentions. Um, I didn't play the Atari collection, so that's not in my uh, honorable mentions. But uh, Calabunga collection is. I just don't feel right um, putting it. Specifically the TMNT collection, because it's not as uh, in-depth as the Atari collection apparently is. I've seen video of it. Um, but the TMNT Calabunga collection, those games were already great. Um, it's just, they put it in a really nice wrapper and made sure the emulation's great. And, I mean, I, I love those games. Uh, Hyperstone Heist getting love is makes me very happy. Um... So that that's on my honorable mentions because I just don't feel right putting like a a, a re-release uh, in my top ten unless there was like a lot of work done in changing the game. Uh, the other honorable mention uh, is Nobody Saves the World, which is uh, Drinkbox's latest game. Uh, I don't didn't hear a lot of people talk about that game. I love it. No, I play um, it. It's it's a sort of Zelda slash roguelike, but you change form because you're kind of this formless being and every form has different powers um and i kind of love how you it it wants you to play each form and get better with each 
each character essentially. Um, yeah. Really, really brilliant idea. Uh, I love the art style. I mean, Drinkbox is known for quality, so it's not a surprise. But I just didn't spend enough time with it to make my my list. I actually had it on my list and took some, some just took it off a couple minutes ago. Um, disappointments. Oh god. Uh, I'm gonna start with Saints Row. I didn't play Saints Row. That's how you know it's a disappointment. <laughs> oh no! Um, if you played it, it's love, a disappointment too. Uh, yeah, I love. <laughs> I don't have a disappointment list, and I'm disappointed. And I did play it. It's I I love Saints Row. Um, I like the first game. I love the second game. The third game was good, but was kind of showing that it was losing the plot, and 4 kind of just showed that. Then there was Agents of Mayhem that no one talks about, including Volition. And so they were going to reset, and it sounded like they were going back to the tone of Saints Row 2, and I, oh my good lord, I just, everything I've ever seen about that game makes me want to play it less. Um, I don't know how to say this, but that series is dead, and um, Volition is probably dead with it. Well, they got that. sucked into Gearbox. Yeah, Gearbox, Gearbox's sense of humor. Ugh. I mean, I could see them trying one more time with Saints Row, and I don't have any interest in playing Borderlands Saints Row, essentially. Um, Made in Abyss is a kind of a weird one for me in Disappointments. I, I, I see where the good game is in there, but they make you do so much bullshit that I actually stopped playing it for review and just said, I'm not, this is not worth my time. I hated going back to that game. I was irritated by the fact that, like, on paper and in the brief moments that they show you for during the first part of that game, there's a real good, interesting idea there. And then they make you play not the full story, just part of the story of the first season of the anime before allowing you to play the real game. And it is so rough and unfun and terrible that, uh, yeah, I would not recommend that game to anybody. Anthony, I will say, like, you haven't seen the show or anything, right? No, the show. Listen, if it did anything, it sold me on the show. Yeah, show's fantastic. Uh, you can ignore the game, but I, I just don't want people to be turned off from the actual like media where it's from, right? Uh, yeah, a lot of it, watch it. Yeah. it, it my, my, my yeah, issue is not really the good. plot. The issue mm. is is that uh, when you watch an anime, they'll make cuts, right, to show you. Oh, this person's now entered the upside down forest area of the abyss. Okay, cool. In a game, they make you go through that, and it's not fun. It's uh, menial. You literally just walking from one end to the other. Uh, you have to keep stopping because they've made it a mechanic that when you go up in elevation, your character gets sick. Smart move. Really interesting for a survival game, but they refuse to let you play that survival game in uh, servitude of the plot. Now... The other thing that bothered me was, like, what's more interesting? Watching an anime where they've, uh, or a cartoon, or fuck, a movie, whatever, where they've they've detailed the character's whole movements, or watching two 3D models on the left and right side of the screen talk at each other. It, it, it's it just, there was a lot of problems with the adaptation of the plot, when reality is, is playing as an, uh, a character that you create in the same world is far more interesting. And that's the second half of the game that they lock behind like five or six hours of bullshit. Ah, uh, yeah, no bad Somerville. Hey, Somerville came out. 
boy, that was a disappointment. Just read my review. Uh, I'm not going to go into too much details, but on a technical level, it sucks, and uh, I still don't know what happened in it. Um, this one's this one's not as as brutal as the last couple. Um, but I I think it was just the I don't know if I. Like I almost want to replay the first one, uh, Horizon Forbidden West. I, I love the first Horizon game. I wanted more of the science fiction aspects, and Forbidden West like doubles down on that, and I loved those sections. But playing the game wasn't fun. Um, I just didn't have the same enjoyment. It, I don't know if like there was this weird difficulty spike in this game. I feel like there was. Um, I didn't feel fun to kill the dinosaurs anymore. And I was like, this is very odd because I enjoyed this aspect of the first game. And no matter how much I leveled up, it felt like I was always significantly behind. And it it's just a weird thing where you go, oh man, am I, is this game moving past me? And it, it, I, I was talking about Doom Eternal last night with Ken. It feels like the Doom Eternal of, uh, Horizon, uh, Zero Dawn's Doom. Like, I'm sure the odd, there's a specific audience that loves this. I'm not that audience, and it's moving past me, and that's okay. It's just, it's a disappointment on a personal level. I don't think this game is bad at all. Um, I would, I would still probably give it at least a seven, even without, my, even with my disappointments. But strictly on a personal level, that's where I, I kind of lie with that game. Um, and, and I'm just going to say it now, the science fiction shit in that one is fucking brilliant. So yeah, really torn on that. Uh, first, last disappointment, first one on the list, Overwatch 2. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I've played too many days of this game now. Um, you know what the most amazing thing to me is, is you didn't play the first game. This game is even me. more disappointing if you played the the original. Yeah, but I've heard you about it. We Ken, Ken, we've all heard about no, it. No, 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 I understand you. that, but actually being <laughs> like invested in it and playing it as much as I have and I know I, Drew has and everybody else well, has, like this second game is so disappointing but I mean, because of that. Even even on a base level. Facts. So what, what like I did not play the first game, right? So let's remove that scenario altogether. That like I don't have any idea of what the first game was. Matchmaking in this game is bad. It is. It's not even like yes, it's a little skewed when we all play together, but it's bad when even when I'm by myself. Uh, it is rolled or get rolled, uh, and then you will have the occasional match where it is a team that is. It could go either way, and I appreciate those battles more. Those are more fun, um, you know, more disappointing if you lose, but like well earned by the other team. Um, it's th- that's the first problem. The monetization is terrible, and there's just these all these things that like if this was a brand new game, I could maybe excuse, but this is built off the infrastructure of a previous title. Whether I played that previous title is irrelevant when there's so many issues that you should have had solved by now. Like, I don't know, Roadhog. There's, like, what the fuck is going on behind the scenes? And that's all I have to keep kind of asking. Is like, there's these weird things where I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? Like, why is it, like, the moment-to-moment gameplay is fun. Everything surrounding that is just fucking awful. And I just don't 
get it. Like the play, uh, PVE mode isn't out yet. They they promised that with the launch of two, and boy, I just don't think that's ever happening. Doesn't um, feel like it, especially as like you see interesting things in the it. well, you see interesting things in these events that they're doing that weren't in the original, but they're still super disappointing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Right now, there's a big event with uh, gods and uh, monsters from Greek mythology, and like that's neat. The skins are twenty dollars each. Get fucked. And the skin you earn for finishing it is a skin from the original game. The Overwatch <laughs> one. Yeah. And 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 my my irritation comes not from the fact that they're like it's a twenty dollars skin. There's no way to earn. Like you could earn enough credits, but it's so fucking slow. You don't earn the next. Um, uh, season pass by playing the previous season pass. Like you can't earn enough coins in this fucking game to get anything. It's pitiful. Mm. It's just disappointing. It's like it went free to play and just tried to go for the biggest whale catch right out of the gate instead of like making it so it feels like oh yeah, well I'll drop all the money into this. It's like. Everything's wrong about Overwatch 2. That being said, I play it with my friends. And again, the moment to moment stuff is fun. It's a colorful world. I can't deny it a place on this list because it is something I started playing this year. And I've played a lot of it. But I'm still going to be disappointed heavily by it. Um, so on to number nine, which is also somewhat of a disappointment because I didn't play a lot of games this year that I enjoyed clearly. Um, but I, it's a it's a disappointment because there aren't people playing it, and that's Kirby's Dream Buffet. I actually had a lot of fun with it. It's a great racing game with a little bit of party elements, but uh, you know when the online player base isn't there, the game kind of suffers for it, which is why I gave it a six point five. But there is a single player mode. I enjoyed it a lot. It was it's probably one of the best Kirby spinoffs I've played in a long time, and uh, yeah, I, I love it. All right, here's number eight. I threw it on right before the show. It's Vampire Survivors. Yay. Okay, next one. I'm not going into detail. Someone else will. Um, Rogue Legacy 2 is number seven. Nice. That's, it's, I it's, forgot that came more, out this year. That's crazy. It's, it's, oh, that's it's a more, great game. It's more Rogue Fantastic. Legacy, and, like, you ain't... Sorry, roguelikes, but, like, you, you ain't beating it. it it's it's no, it hasn't shit. been topped yet. It's... No. It's amazing how I expected just kind of more of the same and the new mechanics in the game are actually so much fun and I love the new areas because the first game was kind of boring. Like it, it, I remember people kind of criticizing the fact that this wasn't pixel art and I was one of those people. Um, but man, Rogue Legacy 2 looks so much better than the first game. Um, I love it. Everything's perfect. The little bounce on the uh, lights that you get there's so much to do in this game, um, and I love all the characters that you meet along the way. Real quick, is this the one where you like? Is the roguelite where you die and you come back like as your ancestor, but you get yeah, different yeah. traits and stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Your okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm meaning to check that one out. I still haven't. I'm not. Oh man, it's have, it have you, so good. Have you played the first one? No. Um, Play I, the first one. The first one is worth playing. Uh, okay. The second one makes a lot of changes. Um, and, and new classes and everything. So if you were to play it two first and then one, you're going to be like, well, where's this class? It's not there. Gotcha. Um, one is 
great though, and I like I finished that game entirely. Uh, built the whole castle and everything. So um, it's man, Rogue Legacy and Rogue Legacy Two are fantastic. Just play both of them. I mean, I'm glad the team went back to that after uh, Full Metal Furies oh, kind of failed. Not good. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm glad that we they they were able to make another game and it's as good as this. Um. Number six. This is the remake that, uh, it, you know, added to the original uh, Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe. Uh, I there's not a say Last of Us. Okay, good. <laughs> right, like he's gonna <laughs> say Last, Last of Us, Last of Last of Us, and ain't never making this list. Um, I don't know what I can say about Stanley Parable that isn't kind of been set, hasn't been said or that wouldn't spoil everything, but this is the definitive walking simulator, and uh. It, I don't think I laughed harder at a video game this year. Uh, the new, the fact that the new stuff is presented in the way it is, like I, man, I just love that there's just a door and there's just this disappointment from the narrator. It's great. Um, number five, I'm gonna defend this game because I know some people will probably say it's a disappointment. But Sonic Frontiers, I saw it on some of the worst games of the year list. I don't, I don't know what the fuck else you're playing, but like. Far from it. Sonic is. I feel a, like, I feel like just... Sonic is a meme at this point where people want to hate it. This game yeah, is not I, bad. It's not a bad game. It's not bad game, and I am. I was probably more critical than the so- most Sonic fans are, which I consider myself to be one. Um, and I feel like I was more fair than some of the people that do not like Sonic at all that reviewed it. Uh, I did not play the Switch port. I played the Xbox One version, but. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's Sonic going in the right direction, which is clearly open world. Um, honestly, the the it, it was all uh, growing pains to me. The faults, and I'm hoping that they figure out how to solve those problems. Maybe collect a little less shit in the open world. But if you're going to criticize sonic i would say almost every open world game falls into that sort of problem of having to collect a bunch of shit um so if you want to play a good sonic game this is the best one in years outside of like sonic mania um i i loved it uh great music too like i really think the soundtrack was perfect um very different for a sonic game Number four is High on Life. Uh, I'm sure Ken will have more to say about this. Uh, I finished that game. I expected I expected to be irritated and just hear uh, Justin Roiland, fan up for a little bit, talk, keep talking, keep, keep talking, keep bothering you. But they use that more for annoying, like like making characters annoying and the other characters acknowledging that somebody following you around is annoying. Um, there are moments where I go, okay, this is that sense of humor, and you're you're driving home the point, but it's not funny. Like, when Kenny, the main gun that's vo- voiced by Justin Roiland, starts talking to you about stuff and keeps going on, I I was sort of checking out. But when uh, the AI in your suit, Pseudo, starts doing it, I was pretty... I was laughing. Like, that was... there. It knew kind of it was just it it threw everything at the wall humor wise, and it failed times. But what really got me was that there was actually a lot of heart at the end of the story, 
like it really shifts at some point where yeah it's still funny but like there's um far bigger things happening and um i just like metroid sort of games and this is the closest thing i've had to metroid prime in a while and uh i didn't even finish all the little forum posts but there's so much writing in this game I was just kind of impressed with all of it. And once you get the gun upgrades, it's a lot more fun to play. My biggest issue early on was I went through the jungle area, and it's just me and the first gun, Kenny, and combat was very monotonous. Um, but as you earn the other uh, Gatlians, the, uh, the combat really steps up its game, and uh, I, I, I ended up really enjoying that game. Uh, the toilet still bothers me, though. Anybody that knows about the toilet will. Um, <laughs> I'm, th- I'm thinking the thing about you what the in? toilet you're talking about. Um, oh. You would know. You can warp in a toilet at one point. You have to pay to warp in a toilet. And, yeah. Um, and it'll I, change your life. Oh, your life. oh yeah. I, I saw my friend do that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There are, so, you know, some jokes you just go, oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> like, and I continued on with that because, like, I was like, I'm not going to do this. But I, then, like, the I voice lines it. kept, and I was like, no, I, I got to see where this goes. Like, he keeps, uh, like, it goes, it goes, it goes, It goes exactly where it says it's yeah, going. Yeah, it does. Um, oh, man. I'll never be the same person. Uh, number three. Uh, kind of hit me out of nowhere. Uh, Phobia Saint Dinfna Hotel. I don't know how to pronounce that. Still, um, not really a horror guy uh, in the past, but uh, I guess Resident Evil Two remake sold me on the concept even more. Um, Phobia is a uh, independent horror game that is clearly inspired by Resident Evil and Silent Hill. Uh, Silent Hill more in its puzzles. And Resident Evil, in the fact that you are in a hotel and you have to learn the layout by memory uh, of how to get through each floor. Um, brilliant. Just brilliant. I, I, what I, what killed me at the end was it saying that it only solved like 33% of the puzzles or something like that. It was extremely low. And I know that I passed some of the puzzles and went, I don't know how to solve this. But then... I still don't think I passed that many puzzles, and clearly I did. And now, yeah, the the reward is ammo or, you know, other junk. But, like, I had pieces to puzzles that I was just like, I, I think this goes here, but I miss obviously missing a piece and never found it. And I, I, I'm going to replay that game and finish everything. I actually started and then got caught up reviewing something else, I'm sure. Um, but, yeah, like, for a independent horror game to come out and really capture the mood and the gameplay like this it kind of blew me away because this is the team's first game um i wish there was a little bit more enemy variety but it wasn't to the point where i was like miserable fighting the same enemy they still posed a threat um yeah i i really love phobia i think everybody should anybody that likes horror i should say should try it i'm sure it goes on sale for super cheap now because that was at the beginning of the year also, at the beginning of the year was number two, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Um, it's a fucking great Kirby game. I, I really, there's not much else to say about it. Like, goddamn, I love this game. It's clearly built for Anthony type of thing. Of like, here's a game that's just happy and fun, uh, and then hey. gets really 
fucking hard if you want to finish everything. And that's, I appreciate that. Um, and weird. Kirby, this is probably the weirdest Kirby game, and that's saying something, because other Kirby games, you have fight like Heldritch Horrors, but like, the one in this game was, uh, uh, something. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't want to spoil it for people, because I think people should still play Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Um, but the change to 3D was great, and, uh, I really enjoyed it. And, uh, number one is, uh, Tiny Ken. That game is so good. I gave it a 10. It's the only 10 I gave this year. It's perfect. It's a perfect platformer. Uh, Man, I, I got excited because they announced they, they updated the game and added stuff to it, and it was just fucking challenge mode. So I'm like, God damn it, give me another room. Give me another room. Uh, yeah, like... What is that it, game, Anthony? So, like, can you give me a quick summary? So, uh, it is a game where you are a person from the future that goes to the past, but you are shrunk down. So... You are tiny, and you are talking to bugs. Like, bugs now rule the house. And you are, so you're in this little, like, house, um, like, just a family household. So you go into different rooms, and you use tinykin, which are essentially, like, little one-eyed creatures that are akin to Pikmin, um, to solve puzzles. And... Excuse me? Excuse me. Wow. Um, and it's, it's essentially a 3D platformer with no combat. It's just puzzle solving and platforming. Um, but it's more puzzle solving than anything because the idea is that you're using your tiny kin to solve problems. Uh, there's little missions in each map for different bugs and you can earn like nectar to get like, um, like once you have enough nectar, you can turn it into a, uh, God damn it, Terrence. Um, you can uh, trade in for another bubble that allows you to float longer with jumps. Um, but what's interesting is because you're tiny, you're just going through like normal household appliances. So it's a full 3D platformer. Um, that you know is just in a house, which I don't think I've done since like Chibi Robo, which is one of my. Is, favorite it, is games. it like Pikmin where you control like other small things and then they so, do stuff for you? Uh, yeah. Less less involved though. So like you you just throw the tiny kin. So you throw the tiny kin at an object and the red ones. So there's different types of tiny kin, and each of them do something different. And uh, sometimes you have to use the ones that are like an electric power to make a line of power to a device. Um, the red ones carry stuff. Uh, the or sorry, the is it the red ones? No, the yellow ones carry stuff, and the red ones explode. I think. The blue Anyways, ones connect electricity. Yeah, I think. The, yeah. The purple, the uh, the yellow so, ones. Oh man, there's a lot. It's a lot like Pikmin. It's yeah, a lot like, Pikmin, a lot yeah. like Pikmin. You don't, yeah. you don't have to steer them as as it's not like a real time strategy mixed no. with. You know, it's that's, a platformer, that's the difference between Pikmin. It's and, a platformer. and there's nothing more satisfying than holding the right trigger into the. Oh yeah, the there's a there's a type that turns into a ladder, and yeah, you press the trigger and and it, they stack on top of each other to make you a ladder. It's it was just like pure joy. Every character has interesting writing, um, and you can like talk to like every NPC in this game, um, and seeing how the bugs have made like you know, normal day, like, everyday, like, items into, like, other things to suit their needs is, fa like, just a lot of fun. But 
the gameplay was so good. Like, the platforming felt so great. Like, sliding, you get a bar of soap as you're, like, quick travel. So it's like, you use the bar of soap as, like, a surfboard, almost, or hoverboard. And you can grind spider webs in this game. And you're using that to quick travel around these little maps. And unlocking the little spider web to, like, quick travel up to places, it, it just, everything was fucking perfect for a 3D platformer. Collectathon, I should say. That's a very specific thing. You're, like, I just couldn't believe it. Like, why is, first of all, a game that I've barely heard of up until the, its release that good? And second, like, why aren't more people making stuff like this? Um, all the characters are two-dimensional in a 3D world. So they're always kind of facing you, and they're animated superbly. And, you know, it was a really good story overall. Like, I was kind of touched at the end of it of, like, where it went, because I didn't expect that. I didn't expect anything from this silly game about bugs living in a in a house after people are gone to be um, sort of moving. Um, I, I really hope for more Tinykin, because I just love the design of everything. It's it's a me game, but I, I mean, I played, like, you can play it on Game Pass, um, I believe, right? I think it's still on there. I think it's on there. Yeah, it's on Game Pass. So, like, my my game of the year is on Game Pass. Go play it. It's on everything, too. Um, mm-hmm. It If you like 3D platformers, you need to play this one. It, it's one of the best, from especially from Independence. Yep. So I, I I think it's perfect in everything that it sets out to do, and uh, I think everybody would be like if you listen to like one recommendation from this, I I hope it's Tinykin from my list, anyways. Yep, it's very good. All right, is that it? Yeah, that's it. All right. Well, Drew's begging me to go next, so I'm gonna let him go next. Yeah, I had to make a phone call after I had to go. So, um, but yeah, um. Starting off with my, I would say, disappointments. Some of this I wasn't necessarily looking forward to. It was just, oh, I played this, and this is kind of bad. First being uh, Chocobo GP. (laughs) (laughs) That game's shutting down soon, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. that that game is so bad that it's shutting down. So it looks like those uh, battle passes really didn't work for them. I think they're making it so you can unlock that stuff just in-game now. Okay. Well, yeah, the way they've been wording it is weird. I've looked into it, but it's I, Square I don't care Enix. You probably got to gotta buy an NFT or some shit. Yeah, yeah. It's it was it was a fine racing game. It was a fine Mario Kart clone. Unfortunately, it was a uh, just chock full of microtransactions and a lot of grinding. Uh, the next one, and Ken, you're going to have to help me out here because I found there was two that came out this year, and the one that I think I wrote down is the wrong one. The Pac-Man Collection that was released on Game Pass. Oh, God. Um, I don't remember the name of that one, but I know what you're talking about. It was broken. The museum? The museum is it Pac-Man Museum? Man, nothing here, Hold on. I'm, I'm on my Xbox right now. It's, it's not Pac-Man Museum. That's the one I've wrote down. It's the one. It's the other one, but I can't remember what it's called. That thing fucking that, sucks. Here, on, I'll, I'll it was broken. It was broken. The controls wouldn't work. It's not Pac-Man Museum Plus where he has the three-year arcade? It is yeah, the three-year arcade one. Yeah, it's Pac-Man Museum Plus. Yeah, that one's garbage. That thing is a bad video game. 
Yeah, like when 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 my when your controls don't work properly and you're trying to play a Pac-Man game, you have a bad Pac-Man game. And it's not hard to make a good Pac-Man game. Clearly, they made a How do you mess of- up controls in Pac-Man? Damn. It was, like it was you- just unresponsive. It was just unresponsive. Like I wanted to make a turn and then I just kept going straight. I'm like I wanted to turn there, now I'm dead. Wow. It was bad. It was just bad. And then half the time like you're supposed to be unlocking stuff. Like you, you played this many times on this game, you unlock a new game, but then they wouldn't count it. And I'm just like, okay, well, I spent 20 minutes playing this game, and now you don't count that I played it. It was weird. Uh, and then the other disappointment, um, which I didn't have high hopes for anyway, uh, Diablo Immortal. Oh yeah, that was that. Yeah, everybody forgot about that game. Well, it's on a phone, uh, so I, I ain't playing I did, it. I did not forget about it. It's not just on a phone, boss. You can't play it on your PC. Ah, well, it's yeah. got micro, microcosms, so I'm going to skip it. Is that what we're calling them now? <laughs> I'm bringing back the old Sega CD game, Microcosm. Let's go. It's 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 bad. It's, oh, man. And uh, what I fear is, is this is what's to come with Diablo 4. Uh, I hope not. I, it breaks my heart, but... Between Overwatch 2 and the Diablo Immortal, it feels like the signs are there, man. Yeah. It, it feels like it's going to go that way. The but the biggest thing that annoyed the hell out of me was that they turned Diablo Immortal into like an MMO, where you're yep. walking around the overworld, and you have other crusaders walking around killing stuff with you. And I know they're going to have that in Diablo 4. They've already said it. And yeah, I that, don't want that. that. But that it's, sucks. It's not to the same degree as it is in Immortal because they did. I, I did read it. They did say that they are going to do it, but it's it's only like in the hub area. So you'll only see people like in town or um, in the in game part when you're like fighting world bosses and stuff. Like for the majority of it, they sound. It sounds like you could just play it with like you and your friends if you won't. You won't see other people. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm just as skeptical as you. Trust me. I'm now why don't you now why don't you pay twenty dollars for a set of armor? Well, you know, you, boss, they got they got battle passes in this. Of course they and, do. Their battle they, passes suck. There, yeah. I'll say it. Their battle passes are the fucking worst. I don't yeah. want to see what I'm going to earn in the battle pass outright because guess what? It ruins the joy of unlocking stuff. That's and here's the problem. Ugh. Overwatch Two is free to play. This game is probably going to be seventy dollars. Yeah. And you're making me pay an extra twenty bucks on top of that for a season battle pass. Yeah. To unlock to unlock a really cool necromancer skin? No, right? Yeah. No, I'm good. No, I don't. If this is thing, if this is what's to come with Diablo, I don't want anything to do with it. Damn. I will continue it, playing Diablo too. You know who can stop sucks, all this? Man. Phil Spencer. Phil, Phil can save. Yeah, because when because when they come buy Activision, and buy them. Because <laughs> when they buy when he buys Activision Blizzard, they won't put out anything. Well, probably exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right? they'll just cancel everything. And I say, mean, that's how coming. Xbox works. They buy studios, and they're like, "You ain't got to make a game. It's fine." Yeah. Right? Yep. <laughs> anyway, so th- those are my disappointments. Notice that n- there's been two of us, and neither of us said Xbox yet because at this point, it's just expected. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's sad. I mean, yeah. I mean, a big disappointment is what Xbox delivered this year, which is garbage. I mean. As I, st- falls I, stand by, I stand by that if they didn't have Game Pass this year, we wouldn't even have talked about Xbox one goddamn time. 
No. no. True story. Yeah. That's true. But again, that's why I kind of feel like maybe that was the point of Game Pass. They gave you something shiny. It was like, we're going to have to go into hibernation for a while, so we'll give them this. No, y'all need know. a motherfucking... Especially when you haven't announced a fucking Game Pass drop in a month. Well, yeah, and I just... Yeah, I was... I figured... I don't, I don't know if like you know news. this, Xbox, but I still pay. <laughs> like, every month I got to pay. I don't have to, like, not pay. Right. You know, you got to deliver games. Those, those got to come out. I would I would throw this at my disappointments, but I'm not going to. I'm just not going to really mention it. Dying Light Two was wow. actually. Dude, really I forgot that came out this year. Everybody I forgot was, that game came out. I mean, I wasn't going to was, play it anyway, but I, I was actually really disappointed in that game. I, I I still gave it like I think a seven. Um, but going from me playing Dying Light One and having an absolute ball with that game. To playing Dying Light 2 and then not even getting way deep into that game and saying, I don't care to finish this. That's horrible. Dying Light 1 was absolutely fantastic. I think they held themselves back by really pushing the RPG mechanics and then also having that whole, you know, it's not necessarily a spoiler, but you, you have a timer. You are going to turn into a zombie if you stay in the dark too long. So half the time you're playing that game, you're not having fun because you're having to constantly find light sources and you're not being, it it hinders the exploration in an open world game. Wait, wait. So it's it's not just, what does the not having light have to do with turning into a damn zombie? It's according to the lore, as long as you have ultraviolet light going through you, you you can fend off the virus that you are affected with, but like uh, a very small minority of general lights are ultraviolet lights. Well, that's it. sunlight. Apparently, is one of them. So, and during the daytime, you're okay. But if you go inside of a building and no lights are working, and you can't find the ultraviolet light, you have to use like little. There's like these mushrooms that you can use that that give off ultraviolet light. Sure. Oh, that sounds terrible. I mean, okay. all these. I am so tired of this trend of these games ballooning and just being full of so much crap. Yeah. According to the lore. According to the lore. He must not have played the first one because, yeah, they used the UV lights like you set them up as traps. Yeah, but, the, yeah. but the, UV one, lights, the UV it lights. It wasn't a keep, cure. Yeah, the UV lights in the first game keep away the, the strong zombies. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. it wasn't a cure. I don't and know why the, they... What, what, and there's less zombies out during the day. Yeah. Because yeah. they're weaker during the day. That was the concept. Yeah, I, what the I like fuck the first This one. game is smoking. I'll end up playing it at some point, I am sure, when Dude, it's dirt cheap, but... When it hits Game Pass, I'll play it then. They, they, <laughs> fucking, they fucking ruined the nighttime by making the, the chase sequences, like, quick time events. I'm like, what the yeah, hell? No, they did Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. That's messed oh, up. No. That was the best oh. part about the nighttime of the first one. That was like, the only oh scary part in the entire game, dude. Yeah! <laughs> oh, no. They ruined the whole game. Well, yeah. now, now you're just scared of night completely because you'll die in the night just right. by standing this is, there. This is, this is what happens when a game sits in development hell because... This was supposed to be out, I think, like a year or two ago. Yeah, and they just kept putting out content for the first Dying Light, and then I think a bunch of people left that studio 
They lost and their head like, writer, and they lost a bunch of the de- the developers. Yeah. And then there was like the oh, we're wow. making a movie off of Dying Light, and you're like, why would you do that? The yeah. thing is, is like, does anybody know that Rosario Dawson is in that game? No, her li- her know. her likeness and her voice is in that game, but they did not even promote that whatsoever. In fact, I don't even think she did. She's wow. probably like, nah, I played this game and it's shit. I don't want to be She's like a main she's like one of the main characters you run into probably about six hours into the game. And she's there throughout the rest of the game. Yeah, they must have I am dumbfounded. I did not know she was involved at all. Yeah, yeah I don't wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. because I, I was surprised. I was like, Rosario Dawson's in this? Okay, um, and she's like a main character, and I remember I think I texted Ken, and Ken was like, "Yeah, she's in it." I was like, what? "How did, <laughs> yeah, did they not time. promote that?" <laughs> you nah, know, we don't give a fuck. Okay. Anyway, uh, so going on to my honorable mentions here, um, I got a decent amount um, stuff that I feel like, hey, you should probably play this. It's just not in my top ten. Uh, the first one being Circus Electric. I don't think anybody played this game except for me. I played it for review. That is a really, really good Darkest Dungeon clone. Mm-hmm. Oh, I played it because of you. Yeah, it yeah. Good. it's a really good one. Um, it's got this whole like you know circus motif where all your party members are like strong men and clowns, and and you're trying to run this this circus while London's like turning into a madhouse. It's actually really cool. Um, Infernax. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Infernax. Like somebody else has Infernax. It's really good. It's hard as balls. <laughs> it's so good. It is. It's it so is good. really good. It is. It is the closest thing I can say gets to the feeling I felt when I played Shovel Knight. It's, it's, it's a, it's a tight combat platformer. Um, Ultra violent. Like a million different branching paths and different yeah. things that you can do and secret unlockable characters and No, yeah. that game is that game is sweet. It's on Game Pass too. It even has a Konami code in it. It does. It also has a character that is basically like a character out of Metal Slug with a gun and everything. Yep. Um, awesome. that you can unlock. Yeah, it's uh, the game is amazing. I'll yep. talk more about it shortly. Um another one. Um it's something that I played a lot and then I dropped off of, and a lot of people did. Uh, multiverses. I think Multiverses was a really good fighting game that got me back into it for a while there, but I have dropped off of it. I have not played it in a while. The last the last character they had dropped when I was playing it was Gizmo. I mean, they haven't really dropped a whole lot more since then. Isn't Black Adam in it now? I mean, Isn't sure. Stripe in it now? Yeah, and Marvin the Martian was the last one. That I, I didn't even see them tweet about Marvin the Martian. I didn't, it, I didn't either. either. I randomly went, because it actually is on my um, honorable mention list too. I fell off as well, but yeah, I went in there the other day and I was like, oh shoot, Marvin, that's my guy. He was fun to play. Man, that game is another game like, how how you need to hire some UX designers because your main menu is fucking trash. Oh my god, it is. It's bad. It's, yeah, it's, bad. Bad. <laughs> it's bad. And they've opened the store now too. If you haven't been in there, like the shop or whatever is open, so they have like a whole bunch of skins and different stuff that you can. I still pay real money for. I still hate Bungie for the fact that they normalize the fucking mouse cursor menu system. 
Yeah. yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Don't ever use yeah. that. Fucking Dying Light uses that to, to go back yeah. to Dying Light. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Assassin's, Creed, Assassin's Creed started using it, too. Yeah. yeah. Assassin's yeah. Creed started using it. Yeah. Get the yeah. fuck out of here with that menu system. That shit is terrible. Yeah, it, yeah, it is. It's really bad. If, uh, if we weren't if we weren't moving the cursor over like blocks, you know, maybe I could understand a mouse cursor. But like, literally, everything's lined up in even rows, and they're like, "Yeah, no, how about you move a cursor over to it?" Ugh. No, never. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's just slow and cumbersome. I've never played anything that that makes it better. No, never. It's never better. Ugh. No. Uh, Nobody saves the world was in honorable mentions. Really liked what I played of that. Didn't play enough of it is the issue. Um, and I think I'm looking at my list here. Um, yeah, the last honorable mention, and it was <laughs> I debated putting it on my top ten, but I, I said no. Um, the chant, um, mm-hmm. the chant is what I call the little horror game that could. It's really, really good. But there is some, there is some things holding it back. But if you are a fan of survival horror games, and I and I I wouldn't even say it's a survival horror game. It is just kind of a horror game. If you're a fan of those, you need to check this game out. It does a lot of really cool stuff that that you see in other horror games, but they combine a bunch of stuff together. Um. It's really well acted with the exception of one person. <laughs> um, and it really has a great tone to it. Like it, it does a really good job with the atmosphere, the location where you're at is really cool. I highly suggest it to people. It just, it didn't make my top 10 cause there's, there's other things on my top 10 that I liked more. Uh, and then going into my top 10, number 10. And I don't know if I can even put this on here cause I don't know if it's fully out yet. Um, Proteus? Proteus is 1.0. Yeah. Is it 1.0? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Proteus is the the only thing I can say is that game is awesome. That that game is old school doom like y- you want to feel like here's a machine gun just shoot stuff. And I sat there and said this is absolutely awesome. It's exactly what I wanted at that moment which was turn my brain off and machine gun stuff. I think they call those games boomer shooters, right? Boomer well, shooters. A lot of those yeah. boomer shooters. Fucking new yeah. blood get off their ass and get Dusk onto Xbox. If you've never played Dusk, oh, it's so good. Uh, man, now you say Dusk. That was another game that I wanted to get to. Was the um his submarine game? Uh, fuck. This year was a lot of games I wanted to get to as well and didn't have time because I was playing yeah. shit like Made in Abyss. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, you took that for a review. Nobody pushed that on you. No, no, no. I didn't take that for a review. I asked for it. Yeah, he actually it's like I worse. didn't even get it. He asked me you, to you get it. What you deserve, bro. <laughs> anyway, um, so crap. I just lost my list here. Well, how'd you lose so, your list? Proteus. Because I've been getting phone calls since oh. this podcast began. Oh, and I'm you got trying that shit to... written on a napkin? You drop it under the table or something? No, it's on my phone. <laughs> All right. Uh, number eight, High on Life. I liked what I played of it, but I hadn't played enough of it. Um, I got probably about four hours into that game and then just kind of stopped. Um, you're like halfway done then. No, nah, I don't think so. Yeah, if High you, on Life is like you, eight hours, bro. If you can finish it. Good luck. Oh, listen to uh, this motherfucker. Get the fuck out of here. 
number nine or number eight, um, Heart Space Shipbreaker. You just did number eight. Number number eight was uh the thing, wasn't it? No, ten was Proteus. Number eight was High on Life. What well, happened to nine? Nothing was Proteus. No, that's why he keeps he keeps okay. forgetting nine. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, just keep going. What the fuck just, did nine do to you? For real. Number eight is high. God, now you're screwing me up. Number eight is hard space ship breaker. Okay. Okay. Uh, I fell in love with this game. Um, it is, it's, it's so strange. This game is, you're tearing apart old derelict spaceships while floating in space. And you, you throw certain ones into an incinerator, certain ones into a, a compactor. Um, and it has this awesome futuristic uh like Mississippi Delta Blues soundtrack. It's awesome. I absolutely love this game. It's not going to be for everybody. It is definitely one of those weird not real simulations where you know you, you are you are basically, you know, space walking. You have to monitor how much oxygen you have left, all that kind of stuff. But it is one of those games where I'm just like, all right, let's break down the ship and see how far I can make it. It's actually really good. Uh, number seven, Overwatch 2. It's not going to be my game of the year. Mm. I played a lot of this game. I will continue to play a lot of this game. But they, there are things... You took a game that was damn near perfect in Overwatch 1 and somehow screwed it up. Using I mean, I was, the exact same interface. I was talking to my wife about this last night. I was like, how do you take a game and at every change you made, made it worse? Like, how? Yeah. Because they're trying to emulate Apex. Like, the majority of the changes that they've done, they've taken from what EA is doing with Apex, and they chase in that money. Like, I don't... But I don't understand it's, that, it's because they were, they were there before Apex, and right. they had their own niche, and people just wanted that improved. They didn't want it changed. Yep. Yep. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, no. Fucking game, There's, with With issues like, you know, with characters being unbalanced, th- that can be fixed. But I feel like the thing that's wrapped around that game is the route that they're going and that one's going to be harder to fix if they want to fix it is the issue. I mean, the mere fact that me and that when we play together, half the time my name is nobody else's net. Like it's a different name that nobody's <laughs> even heard of. Yeah. Or, or we can't, in, we can't invite each other to our games. It's just like, Oh, I can't invite him. Yeah. We have to go down the list. All right. Can you check it? Oh, you can't do it. Can you check it? All right. We got to set a whole new party and then yeah. play it's so messed up. Yeah. It's, it's horrible. There's just so many things that are wrong with that game. If the moment-to-moment gameplay of that was not solid, I wouldn't be playing this game. I mean, it's the only reason that I do play it is because when it's good, it's fucking sublime. It is. That's that's. I, I will give Blizzard that they they made they have somehow be they at one point they were the king of multiple genres. They were the king of the MMO. They were the king of the MOBA, in my opinion. They were the king of the first-person shooter. They were the king of the real-time strategy game. Boy, those are dead, so that don't matter no more. I, I mean, yeah, none of it really matters anymore. I mean, their their MOBA is dead now. They they they've they've officially said we are no longer going to be updating this thing. 
is sad because theirs is the best one. Like I, said, I, I, so I adored good. Heroes of the Storm. Yep, me too. So good. Anyway, enough of that. Number six, Tunic. Ah, oh, yeah. Somebody else got the Tunic. That's right. Tunic is fantastic. Tunic is, Tunic is one of the weirdest, like, It's it's almost like the game itself is a puzzle. That instruction Try, manual is the greatest yeah. thing like that you've added to a game in so long. Like I it's love so filling good. that thing out. It's so good. The, this learning about the instruction manual and it's not in a language that you can read. You just have to go by the pictures. But then when you get another page of it, it completely opens up a whole like I didn't even know I could do this, you know. It's it's crazy. That game is insane and it's really really good. It's on Game Pass. If you like any kind of old school Zelda game, you need to play this. It's also out on everything else now, I think. I think it's on PlayStation and Switch it is. too. It is. That game is so good. Mm-hmm. Number five, I don't think he's going to be on anybody else's list. I really liked it. The Quarry. I did not play it. I need to, but I did not get really? to play it. Dude, I did, I did not like this game very much compared to some it. of the other Dark Picture stuff. Oh no, man! No, no, no! Uh, this this is leaps and bounds better than some of the dark picture games. I I, I preferred the House of Ashes over this one. For me, the quarry was like um, I I knew where they were going with some of the ideas, and obviously it is is longer than the dark pictures one, so it has more ideas to develop. But I've had situations in that game where it bugged out to the point where I wouldn't make a choice. And then the character would do the exact opposite of the choice that I made and then watch them die. It's like, I, I'm just so confused at the choices that I make not having any impact on what's happening on the screen. And um, the situations that they, that they pick, it's like the scenario is amazing with the whole, you know, uh, I'm not going to spoil anything. But nah, the, don't, don't say anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, but the situation is fantastic, but I feel like it was a missed opportunity and a lot of things they could do. Until Dawn's still the best game they've made. And kind of... I wanted the quarry to be one up, you know. So my, how I saw it. Yeah. My wife and I played this together because um, she she loved Until Dawn. She really liked this experience too, and I could see like going back to Until Dawn is rough because it's just an older game now. Um, some of the things that I really enjoyed about about the quarry is the mere fact that every single character I'm talking characters that you play as, characters that you don't play as, can be saved. Every character in this game, whether it be a good guy, bad guy, whatever, can live. And I think that's the ultimate puzzle is trying to figure out how can you get everybody to survive. Now, I did have an issue where I was totally – it said I missed a a shot. Like it was a quick time event where I had to shoot something, and it totally said I missed it. And I'm like, that's a lie. I had my reticle on it, so it might have glitched out there. But for the most part, I didn't have any major glitches or anything like that. Um, and when you compare this game to like the dark pictures games, cause I played one of them, I played, uh, uh, the devil and me, um, the quality is just so much better in this game than it is in the dark picture game. Um, just, just the mere fact that the game doesn't sit there and try to think of what your decision is. Like it, like the dark picture games, like you have these weird, like two second scenes of like, I don't even know what the hell I'm looking at, but it's obviously the game's thinking on what to show you next. Like I didn't experience that in the quarry. Um, 
I don't know. I, I really liked the, the whole, the planning between me and my wife sitting there saying, okay, well, if we want to save this person, we got to keep in mind not to do this. And, you know, they basically, you learn the mechanics of the story. Be like, okay, I know what happened to this person. That person can be saved as long as I don't do this and make sure I don't do this. And then you try to plan it out that way. But then there's monkey wrenches that are thrown into the mix. So I, I personally enjoyed it. Jay, I, mean, I understand if you didn't. No, no, I, I completely understand. I think your points are valid and everything. But for me, it's like I ran into too many bugs. And and then I didn't really particularly like most of the characters either for the cast. And um, the last thing I think as a, as a series, not just to this game, is that I want them to do a better job of making replaying certain segments better. Because these games are all about replaying the game in order to make better choices or different choices to see the outcomes and everything, right? But right. this series as a whole does such a poor job of giving you that opportunity to go back to certain moments and redo certain things. Because it, you everything is kind of like a butterfly thing when the first choice that you made might impact something at the middle of the game. So if you go back to the middle of the game, then it kind of implies that you did still did the first thing right so it's like it's a very difficult puzzle to kind of put together but they got to do something to make it so that the replayability uh experience is more interesting in my opinion yeah maybe if they did something kind of like ai the insomnium files yeah 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 kind of like that but it's gonna have to be more elaborate honestly because of the choices that you make uh, yeah 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 there's a lot in there Mm -hmm. uh uh, number four So one of these games shows up in every one of my top ten list. A power washing simulator. That's because it's Hell a yeah. fucking great game. It's a great game. It yeah. is. Yes. It is. It is. Uh, I I spent many hours washing stuff, and I don't regret it. Dude, I think I got fifty hours in that game. Yeah, it's so good. It is. It's so good. Uh, number three, Rogue Legacy Two. Absolutely fantastic game. Um, I, I, I think it was fantastic. It's, it's, it improves so much on the first game while still feeling very similar. And I think that's the fine balance that you need. You know, you add, you add a whole bunch of stuff. You add way more exploration in this game. Um, um, like, uh, one, one of the things is, you know, like with a rogue game, you want to, you're going to lose everything that you have and start back over from the beginning. But, one of the things that they've always pushed, I know Jay, you said it when you're playing like a Souls game, is that you 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 the the most important thing you earn from playing a Souls game is the experience, the the knowledge. Okay, I can't do this anymore, or I can do this, or or I I I know that this door is somewhere I can find it. They do that in Rogue Legacy, yep. with uh, with like you know you're learning more about this location that you're in currently and you get hints by talking to these ghosts and stuff like that is so so well done it's so well done um and i can't suggest it enough it's it's it is one of the best games of the year yeah excellent game uh number 2 <laughs> vampire survivors <laughs> yeah there it is i love this game i know what his number 1 so is good. now ha <laughs> Everybody knows what my number one is now. I've been craving a game in this series since the Super Nintendo. <laughs> and I finally got it. You do not understand me being the fan of this series since I was a child and saying, man, 
that Super Nintendo game is great. I can't wait to play the next one. And 20 years passes, and they make garbage games in the series. We finally get the best, the next successor to Turtles in Time. Shredder's Revenge is my game of the year. Shredder's Revenge is one of the best games I've played in years. It's very, very it is, good. It is. Yeah. It, 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 do I say it? Do I say it? I do say it. It surpasses Turtles in Time. Ooh! Did you play Turtles in Time recently? Did you buy the Cowabunga collection? I have not bought the Cowabunga collection. Oh, man. You get, what, two versions of Turtles in Time on there? Oh, it's yeah. So good. So, yeah, I, I think this game surpasses Turtles in Time for me. Turtles in Time has all the nostalgia in the world, but I think mechanically this game plays a lot better than Turtles in Time. Drew, you want to you wanna do a co-op with me later? I, ha- I still haven't beaten this game. We play, you still we haven't beaten Shredder's Revenge? No, yeah, no, me and Ken played the other. Yeah, we but, played uh, a bunch of it. Played... Yeah, anyone want to join in? I'm, we talked about doing a six-person run of that game, right? At some yeah, point, yeah, we should we should Let's, do that at some point. Let's do, do it. Um, we should. I haven't I haven't beat it yet. I just played the first stage only. Oh my god! Oh my dude. god, dude! It's so good. I, I know, I know, I know. All right, get me get me into it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. No, no, no. That, dude, that game is twice as long as Turtles in Time, and you would think you'd get burned out, but you don't. Because they, there's so many references, there's so many like you know, if you're a Turtles fan, like there's so many things in there that they they're just like, hey, you remember this? Holy crap, I hadn't thought about that character in years, you know. And and they they give you the challenges. Now some of the challenges are bullshit, like beat the level without getting hit. I mean, come on, I'm never gonna get that done. That's that's a, that's damn near impossible. But I mean, they give you these challenges to work for. They give you all these different special abilities and. The, the the art style of it, the fucking music is amazing in it. Everything about that game is is pure nostalgia. That it is a love letter to the old Konami beat 'em ups, and I absolutely adore it. It is one of the best games I've played this year, guaranteed. All right, nice. <clears throat> Okay. Now I'm gonna make my phone call. All right, you have fun. I'm gonna move on to Jay. All right. So I had this thing this year when I was Hold trying on, Jay. to. I have to. I have to pull out a, a pen and paper to write down all the shit you recommend. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, because uh, I'm happy to report that I have a lot of stuff on here that no one has talked about yet. Maybe someone will bring it up later, but I doubt that some of these will be on anyone else's list so feel free to put them in so i'm gonna start with the quick disappointment i'm not gonna beat this overwatch 2 horse uh anymore but i'll just say that i played it i uninstalled it i may revisit it when the pve stuff drops but uh enough said about that uh the other one which i kind of came out of left field and I'm, I'm gonna preface this by saying that i don't think the game is bad i think it's actually good but the expectations that was built upon it were too high for me. And then the execution, the changes that they made, kind of made the experience worse for me in a lot of ways. And that's Tactics Ogre Reborn. So this is a Tactics Ogre game that's been basically remade for the second time. Because it was remade second time for the PSP. And I think it was originally on like the Super Nintendo or something like that. I'm not sure what the original version was. But the problem that I had with this game is that they decided to inflate the health pools of the enemies and allies alike to like double, sometimes triple the amount that it was normally. 
which made the battles last a lot longer. You could be a lot more tactical in the choices that you make because no one in your party is getting one shot because they're slightly out of position, which is good to some degree. But you have to realize is that the battles were balanced with the amount of battles that you encounter with the amount of health pools and how long it takes to get through a battle. But when you double, triple the HP, then you're making the battles also last double, triple the amount. But the battle amount and the amount of encounters that you have to go through are still the same as it was balanced towards when they had the, you know, the original amount. So everything felt like it just dragged like crazy. And because it's an older game, a lot of the mechanics were a lot more straightforward and simple, which isn't bad at all. But it just, I just, I've just been playing a lot of crazy SRPGs over, over the years. So I'm expecting a little bit more fast paced, a little bit more, you know, um, I guess, crazier mechanics and stuff like that involved and this didn't deliver on that so it kind of disappointed me i was hoping that this was going to be like one of the contenders for my game of the year with how much everyone has built up this game as a classic uh and everything but it just didn't live up to the hype unfortunately getting to my honorable mentions power watch simulator just put on like your favorite podcast or something like that just zone out play this game for a bit it's like a zen experience how much? Uh, it's, how much it's time? Lovely. How much time do you spend listening to? <laughs> I, I turn the sound down a little bit when I'm like listening to other stuff, but I always leave it a little bit on. Otherwise, so, you don't get the full effect. I need the one ping. other thing. I'll just quick, just quickly yeah. add on to the the podcast listening experience. Power Wash Simulator, also one of the most perfect games for Xbox Cloud Gaming. If you guys do Xbox Cloud Gaming on your mobile ah, device, call. it works perfectly with that. Um, especially if you have a, like I have a backbone controller and it works perfectly. There, so there, it's not super is. demanding. It it works very well. There's two things I will add to that. So yeah. I can't think about Power Washing Simulator and Anthony's going to laugh. I can't, I can't, I can't think about Power Washing Simulator without thinking about <laughs> Chris Chan. <laughs> Because I was watching that documentary no, while playing Power no, Washing Simulator. No, true, no. And then on top of that, I did play with the sound sometimes. As my wife would constantly walk in saying, "What is that sound?" Oh yeah, yeah. I got that. I got yeah, that constantly. Same. Like yeah. she's like, "What is that annoying sound?" I'm like, no, but... "It's just yeah." <laughs> but see, I got to be able to hear the ding. The ding is so satisfying. Yes. You got to hear the ding. You got to hear the ding. It is satisfying. Yeah. You gotta hear the thing. You gotta feel the vibration on your controller too if you're playing. Yeah, at home. that makes that's uh, important. Yeah, the, the haptic feedback it really sells that game. But there's not that many games these days where you can kind of just play and just relax and do other things while you're playing. And I think that was kind of perfect for that. And another one on my honorable mention is Triangle Strategy. I think this is one of the games that I more enjoy than Tactics Vogel Reborn. Not because I think the combat is a little bit more involved and faster paced. But also because of the the narrative choices that you make with how you have to convince your allies to kind of go the direction that you want and how much that can change the, not just the ending, but just the very next mission that you end up doing. It could radically change like the outlook of your party and everything else in between. I thought that was really great. Shadows Over Loathing. Anyone play Shadows Over Loathing or West of Loathing at all? No. So no. I've played yeah, so- West of Loathing. Okay, what do you think of West of Loathing, Anthony? Uh, hilarious. Yes, yes. It's that, but better. And in a better setting, too. 
So you're kind of up against like eldritch horrors and stuff like that in this one. And this is one of the few games. It's kind of like when you look at the screenshots of this game, you're like, wow, this is this looks like it was made by like a 12 year old because it's a bunch of like stick figures and stuff like that. And that's kind of just adds to the charm more than anything else. There's tons of really incredible, clever, like humor. Um, it's one of those games that are just genuinely funny. It doesn't just try to be funny. It just is. Silly walk. Uh, the silly yeah, walk yeah. option in the first game is one of the funniest fucking things to watch. They tell me it's the opposite of High on Life. Oh, God, yes. man, what is with you in High on Life, man? Leave it you alone. You know what's with me in High on Life. Right, we'll, we'll, we'll get to Ryan's disappointments later. But <laughs> Shadows, of Lo- Shadows of Loathing, if you want a genuinely funny game with some light RPG mechanics and everything like that, uh, definitely check that out. Um, next one is Trails from Zero. This is the fourth game in the Trail series, uh, starting with the Trails in the Sky series. And this starts a, a whole new arc in a place called Crossbell. It introduces a bunch of really great characters, and it's the most tight, like, package experience of all the Trails games. These two games, Trails from Zero and Trails from Azure, coming out uh, later this year. So if you feel like Trails in the Sky was, you know, kind of felt like bloated, you can actually start from here and not lose too much of the experience, although it's always best to start from the beginning. I'm very much looking from uh, looking forward to Trails from uh, Azure because that's one of my favorites in the entire series of, like, what, like 15, 16 games out at this point. Uh, and then the, my last honorable mention, which might surprise a few people, is Elden Ring. Did not make the cut. And I took some, I took some, you know, hits this year after I gave that game an eight out of ten. Yeah, which... I was gonna say that's because you hate the game. Clearly, come on. No, no, no. I, I think hate the it. game eight itself. Eight out of ten. Yeah, thinks Elden Ring is the worst game confirmed. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Just like uh, Breath of the Wild with. Yeah, the I was Ryan, gonna say you know? this is your Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Nothing made me happier than all the people complaining about your review and then discovering that there were in fact issues on PC. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think the most. The funniest point of time was where they were saying like, "Oh, we should have just got waited until the patch one, patch one, uh, a day one patch, and then the day one patch dropped, and then it made my experience even worse because that undid all the shaders and stuff like that that I I had loaded up at the time. If I had played this game in its perfect state without any kind of flaws with the the gameplay and with with the the visual fidelities like just freezing all the time and all these other things that are wrong with it, I think it would still would have been a nine. It wouldn't have been anything higher because the way I feel with Elden Ring is that they took a beautiful spread of Nutella, right? Just gorgeous, tasty spread, and instead of putting it and slathering it over one piece of toast, they put it over a twelve inch sub. So, yeah, it's it's still tasty, it's still good, but they spread it so thinly to the point where you're just repeating the same kind of content with the same exact bosses that you fought before. I think I fought the same boss like six times during my experience. It's one of those things where the first like 30 to 40 hours of the game is incredible. Uh, and you just see new things, you experience new areas and blah, blah, blah. But as you go more and more and deeper in, it's like that Skyrim effect where you discover that same cave for the 10th time with the same kind of enemies, with the same kind of rewards. I think Elden Ring does a good job with giving you rewards that actually matter at the very least. But it just feels like 
you know, they just try to spread themselves too thin with the amount of uh, ideas and uh, content that they actually had. I think it still plays great. I think it's still the most accessible of all the Souls games. I think that is worth a lot. But to me, as a person that's already been into that kind of game, I didn't really feel that as much of a benefit to me, particularly. I think FromSoft's still best, most highest experience that they've created so far is Sekiro uh, in my in my book. So going to my top 10, I will say that only my top three are numbered. The rest are not, because I can't be bothered. The, <laughs> so the first game is AI, the Samium Files Nirvana Initiative. I think everyone knows how much I love the uh, the Zero Escape series, and this is from the, the creator of that. I thought the original AI Samium Files was great. I brought it to uh, Phoenix Down this year with uh, Drew. Um, how'd, you, how'd you enjoy that game, Drew? I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And Nirvana Initiative is more of that, but better in a lot of ways, where they added a lot more content to the package, and the twists and turns in the game are just masterfully executed. It's just so much fun. I will say that they went a little too far with the quick time events in this one with all the combat elements and stuff like that. I think it was a bit overdone, but outside of that, I thought this was a great sequel, which I you know tremendously enjoyed. And if you like the first game, obviously play this one's a direct sequel. The next game on the list is Signalis. And anyone else play Signalis this year? Yeah, that's a that's a very good old school survival horror game. It is very the, good, yeah. I played the demo. I played the demo. It's on Game Pass. Anthony, you should, you should uh, check it I out. I played the demo. I played the demo long before it even was out because oh, uh, oh, it was okay. one of the Steam uh the Steam Festival or whatever, the Next Fest or whatever they call it. I played it there because it looked interesting. Yeah. I this is a game where it is a very uncompromising experience, and I mean that both positively and negatively. I think it takes some of the best elements of the old school survival horror games, like the atmosphere, the the kind the kind of constant dread of wondering if you have enough resources to get through the next fight, just kind of being very protective of all your items and how much you use them and everything. But also it has some of the elements like very, very, very limited inventory space, which can get on your nerves quite a lot, but... It adds to that old school flair in a lot of ways, so I can't really, I can't really blame it too much because it's it's supposed to be like that. But I will say that this game has incredible atmosphere. It has such a intriguing mystery around its surrounding story, and the payoff is pretty good. I I don't think it's a it could have been as good as. Uh, but it, is, it really comes down to like how much you're able to unearth before you finish the game that you kind of get the best out of it. But this is a game where. I played it and I was like, "Wow, they these elements from the from those old games still stand up to the test of time." You know, you just gotta put a little slightly more modern flair to some of the elements with the visuals and everything. But the boy was was it was just a pleasure to just play this on Halloween. Yeah, this is perfect Halloween game that I played. The next game on the list is the Case of the Golden Idol. Anyone play this one? No, I've heard a lot. I have of people that one on my wish. I have that on my wish list on Steam. Uh. If you like the return of, of Obra Din, this game was made for you. This is one of those logic puzzle games where you it equal parts can make you feel like a genius and a total idiot at the same time while you're trying to figure out what's happening and try to deduce 
based on the information that's presented to you, what's actually going on. And it's got this really clever, overarching plot to the entire thing where everything feels kind of independent to each other. But once you actually see the full picture, it just kind of connects all together. So this very, very short game, but at the same time, it's like the perfect length for like a brain teacher kind of deal. So if you like deductive games with clever plots and, um, you know, some interesting stories and stuff like that, I think you should definitely check that one out. Next one is Chained Echoes. This is uh, another Game Pass game. Uh, I'm sure some of you guys tried it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's uh, very good old school. It's real good. Like yep. I've got it on my years. yeah. I've got it on my list to talk about. Oh, nice. Yeah. So Chain Decos, you know, I'm I grew up on the you know, SNES, uh, PlayStation One generations of games, and this is one of those titles that like wears its inspirations, like badges of honor. Like it's very heavily fo- heavily inf- um, influenced by Chrono Trigger and also like Xeno Gears and stuff like that. And those are very good games to take inspiration from. But it does enough to take kind of put a put its own spin on this kind of story and archetype that it has, and also the general mechanic of the combat, the push and pull between the whole overdrive and the being kind of in the stuck in the middle of where this bar where everything that you do either pushes the meter forward or backwards, and if you go over overloaded, then you end up taking double the damage, you get weaker and everything. So the kind of push and pull of trying to stay in the middle of where you're supposed to be with the moves that you make and the the choices that you do in a moment-to-moment combat, I thought was really brilliant. It's one of the situations where, you know how you play an RPG game and you're trying to save your resources? Oh, I don't want to spend my MP, I don't want to tr- spend my AP and stuff like that, and the battles drag because oh, you're only using attack moves and stuff like that. I think those are very common, but I don't think those are particularly well-designed because the best... Uh, kind of situation for combat in RPGs when you're using everything in your arsenal to finish the fight. And this game allows you to do that with every single encounter, which I thought was really well done. And the story itself was also pretty good. I'm not going to say that it's like better than, you know, some of the stuff out there, but it has it has a good heart and um, it was executed pretty well. So I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. So what you're and saying it, is um, Drew's going to play this on Phoenix Down right after he's finished uh, Xenosaga? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We gotta we gotta do the entire Xenosaga trilogy, and then uh, you know, obviously, we gotta do the Xenoblade trilogy too. You know, there's a, a uh, you know what? My bad. There. My mad. Yeah, my yeah. bad, Jay. One, one step at a one step at a time, Anthony. You I just want to hear. Know, there's, there's a order. Yeah. I want Drew to do the Xenosaga trilogy on Phoenix Down just to hear him pronounce the the subtitles of every game. <laughs> the German. Yeah, the wheels of luck. No, I'm 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 good. <laughs> True. We we all know that if I if you know if I want something, you know, enough, it's kind of an inevitability. <laughs> it's so gonna just, happen, bitch. It's just, just, just it's not gonna happen. <laughs> it will be the Don't year worry. of Xeno Saga. I'm not gonna do that. Oh God! Don't worry, man. The Three first like, months first... later, you can't you the can't first... even afford you can't even afford to play these games. They're like what a hundred dollars a pop. No, I'm good. No, 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 no. The uh, when they come out with like the the trilogy pack or something like that. Oh, is dude, I'll you know, strike. you know how much I would love if Bandai Namco mm-hmm. would do a fucking Xenosaga trilogy. God damn it! They will eventually. But It'll isn't happen. the license fucked up because um, uh, that company's over in Nintendo now? So like, who owns that well, name? It wouldn't be it wouldn't be done by Monolith per se. It's uh the property is owned by Bandai Namco at this point. So, so they actually it'll own be done the Xenosaga. Xenos- they own Xenosaga, is what you're telling me. 
Bandai Namco, yeah, they, they okay. own Xenosaga. I didn't know if they okay. owned it or if uh, Monolith still retained it. That's what I didn't we, know. D- don't yeah. worry, guys. We can. Uh, we it's, so the first game is only like twenty twenty four dollars. The second game is only thirty, and then the third game's two hundred. Yeah, that third for just game. The disc. That third <laughs> game is so expensive, and the the thing is, is like the first game is is mm, it's a masterpiece. That oh, second yeah. game, game is the best one. The second game drags so bad, it's, but it's still good. And then the third game's pretty good. Yeah. It's just it just be like that. But you know, we'll get there. You know, no no need to talk about the future. You know, we'll get there when we get there. Uh so the next game on my list is actually Neon White. Anyone play this one? I have not. No. Okay. So you know that sense of speed and like adrenaline that you feel when you're playing like a really good Sonic level and you're just going full throttle, you're just dodging all the enemies, you're doing the loopy loops, you're collecting all the coins and you're like, Yeah, this is nice. That is what it likes, what it feels like to play Neon White at all times. The sense of speed and control that you have with that game as you're just zipping through the levels, doing untold amount of like stylish kind of weird movements and cool stuff on the way to like get the best time for a particular stage, it just gives you that feeling. And it's a game that kind of pushed me in a direction that I normally don't go to. I'm not the kind of person that traces the high scores for a lot of things. Like if I'm like, oh, if I finish the game, if I finish the the stage with a decent time, that's good enough for me. But I was kind of, I, I felt so much fun just playing the game that I was compelled to get the best times and collect every single collectible in every single stage in this entire game. And that's something that I haven't done in a very, very long time. That kind of speaks to how much I enjoy this game. So if you're if you're a bit of a speed demon and you enjoy the, you know, just kind of like the flow uh, of, of like that gameplay where everything is just going by so quickly, but you're in total control, I highly, highly recommend Neon White. And also the story is pretty neat. It gives you just enough to kind of keep you wanting more, but doesn't get in the way of the actual gameplay, which is the... Uh, which is going to be the actual star of the experience. And I'm actually kind of surprised that I'm the first person to bring this one up, and that's going to be God of War Ragnarok. Yeah, I'm not it's sure weird. If, like, one hour, yeah. 20 minutes in, and that game hasn't even yeah. been mentioned. Um, look yeah. at the two people. I don't uh, own a next-gen console. Drew hates Sony. Yeah, but it's on PS4. Yeah, it's on PS4. All right, well, I wasn't interested to get... To, Right away, there I said it. Yeah, that's 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 fair enough. I mean, you know, if you're whether you are invested in the story or not, I think for me is kind of I'm in the same park as like Ryan when it comes to these kind of games where we're like emotionally invested in the story. We want to not get spoiled, and that's going to be generally the the most biggest motivating factor in in us to kind of get the game early and just kind of play through it uh, within the launch window. And uh, this is a game that delivered on basically most of the promises that they made on the original game. I think the storytelling and oh gosh, the performances. Yeah, we make we make jokes about the Kratos fucking Game of the Year award speech and stuff like that, but I think he earned it. I mean, I think the performances, not just by Kratos, but everyone in this entire game, just some of the best I've seen in the the industry. Period. Yeah, the, the uh, voice and, actor for Sindri was tremendous as well. Oh, um, oh incredible! Really, really good. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I can't say enough about the vocal performances in that game. Mm-hmm. They were all amazing. Yeah, the vocal and to match that, you know, it has the visual fidelity to match. 
no no issues whatsoever in this game with like the bugs and stuff. This is it's 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 a silly thing that I have to say, but this game came out and it was complete. It didn't need a day one day ten patch in order to become you know a better playing game. It was just good from the very beginning, and I hate that I have to mention that as a positive because it's not a standard in the in the industry anymore. the The attention to detail that they put into this game, the improvements they made with the gameplay, the overall story, their portrayal of character iconic characters like Dor and Odin especially. Um, just just blew me away. I, I love their interpretations. Just playing the game was a pleasure. Watching the story unfold, the the relationship between uh, Kratos and his son, uh, you know, kind of evolving over time. It was an absolute pleasure to watch. Um, I just kind of wish that they went a little bit further in terms of that stuff. The the stuff that you can do in the game, a lot of it still felt like a you know just checklist of things to kind of you know just kind of do over time. It didn't feel like it was kind of built into the world and felt as meaningful as it could have been. Uh, that's kind of the only real uh, detractors to the actual game. The next game on the list, and this is a game that's come up many times. I'm not gonna speak much about it. Rogue Legacy Two. I think it's the perfect sequel. You have a incredibly solid foundation in the original, and you improve upon it by adding additional mechanics and polishing some elements which were a little bit rough, and that's exactly what they did with Rogue Legacy 2. So now we're finally up to the top three. And uh, number three is going to be Vampire Survivors. Uh, we've talked about this game enough, but I will say that it's rare in our industry for us to be in the moment where we get to see a new genre appear and become popularized. And the Vampire Survivors like, or the VS likes, is a new genre now. Kind of like the moment where Dark Souls dropped and then Souls like became a thing. We're at that moment for a brand new genre. Oh, come and on, I Jay. think that's you absolutely just, lovely. You yeah. just lost your Souls credibility. It's Demon Souls. Okay? That was the first one. <laughs> I I know, but Dark Souls is the one that popularized. This I, I know. I just I could, yeah. Actually, it's Kingfield. Technically, Kingfield. You fucking noob. Uh, <laughs> you, you got you got to do the actually. Yeah, you know, you actually, gotta, you gotta actually that. it was uh, yeah. Kingsfield on the PS One. Yeah, yeah. I actually kind of want to go back to those Kingsfield games at some point, but oh, I don't. I've been told not no, to. You don't. No, 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 you don't want to go back to them. Yeah, well, the the peanut gallery says I shouldn't, but you know. No, don't. don't. At that point, it's not. Oh, this game is difficult, but fair. It's this game. I'm fighting the controls. Oh, and I'm dead. Isn't isn't the first? So in Kingsfield one, literally Kingsfield one is Kingsfield. Oh, if you turn turn the wrong way at the beginning, you you die. die. You literally die if you turn around the other way. Get eaten by monsters. I think that's actually Kingsfield two. I thought it was and the first one because it's a big ass plant, right? If you turn around, yeah, it's a plant or an octopus or something like that. But I think it's technically Kingsfield Two because I think that was released as Kingsfield in America. No, 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 Guys, Kingsfield, but... well, Kingsfield Two is actually on. Didn't they make four of them? Isn't there four total? There's four, oh, but I thought one of them. Four, okay. Yeah, yeah. There's so four. here it is. Here it is. Since the original Kingsfield was released only in Japan, the English language version of Kingsfield uh, Two is retailed to Kingsfield. So it's the third game, I think. Okay. okay. Yeah, I think I think they released it in Japan as Doki Doki Panic. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the one. And then they they re-released it in the states with the, all the H scenes removed, right? So <laughs> right, they, yeah, yeah. Think about censorship, yeah. Super but Mario. Auto aim was, was, was turned off. 
all, all the stuff that you guys mentioned makes me want to play the game more than I want to play. So you guys are fairly miserable at your, uh, you know, recommendation. But uh, so. you know what, you know what, Jay? I'll talk to you when you're done that game. Yeah. We'll not have a fun time. No. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say like I'm gonna beat the game or I'm gonna complete a hundred percent. I just want to poke at it and see what pop. You know, I just want to try what it feels like. You, uh, you're better off doing Shadow Tower. Oh no, maybe, maybe no, that's the, that's no. the one that I heard that uh, uh, that more people recommend than the original Kingsfield stuff. But uh, yeah, that's that. Okay, so number number two on my list is gonna be <laughs> this is um an interesting one. Um, eleventh hour last-minute kind of edition that ended up really shaking up my list is going to be RPG Time The Legend of Right at number two. And this is a game that everyone saw during the... uh, Yeah, yeah, I know you... Did you play it a little bit, Ken? Yeah, yeah, I played played about for about about an hour. I I didn't ever review it, but I did play it. Okay. I hope you go back to that game at some point. Um, So... This is a game that I think a lot of us saw a trailer during, like, I think it was during one of those Nintendo Directs. I think they had a, a trailer for the game where you see this really colorful, like, um, like sketch sketchbook, and then you see the characters moving around in it, and there's all these, like, uh, RPG elements and action and stuff like that. And that kind of got my imagination flowing in terms of what the game could be, but... I didn't even know when the game came out. So at a certain point where I was looking for something to play, I learned that the game had already come out, you know, back in like September or something like that, on even on PC. So I grabbed it and I started playing. And I have to tell you, I haven't smiled this much while playing through a game in like years. This is a game that made me like it revitalized my love for gaming in a lot of ways because it's easy for us with the amount of games that we review and that we play in our spare time to become cynical about the the gaming industry as a whole because everything feels like a carbon copy of each other and then just microtransactions and harmful things that are trying to manipulate and exploit consumers and stuff like that and it 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 makes me feel like you know it's just fucking depressed about the state of gaming. But when I play a game like this, that is just pure passion, pure joy and fun, just built into every single pixel of every single page, it just made me just like fall in love all over again with gaming. And I can't, I can't say enough in terms of, uh, in terms of like how how crazy good this game was. I, and when I read the reviews for the game, because I was kind of curious about what kind of reviews it got. I am like shocked that it's like this is a game that's in the 70s in the in, in open credit. If I were to have reviewed this game, it would have been a 9.5 hovering 10 perhaps. Because I don't know a lot of things that are wrong with the game. I think the only thing that I even had a minor complaint about is that there's no run button, quote unquote. But you don't really need it because each individual page is not even that big to begin with. So it's a situation where. If there is one game on my particular list uh, from this year that I think everyone can play regardless of skill level or your interest in these kind of games, this would be the one that I recommend that you play. Because, um, man... It's Say just, the title one more okay. time. Sure, it's uh, RPG Time, Legend, The Legend of Right, with a W. Okay. Yeah. It was on sale uh, during Steam uh, sale for like, I don't know, like $20 or something like that. It's not a particularly long game either. I think I completed it in about eight hours. Uh, 
But that was the perfect amount of time. Um, the um, attention to detail, because every single thing that happens in this game happens on the board. Like it's you're basically playing a game that another you know another kid has made, and just for you to play. And everything is happening on like a table. So when he is kind of explaining events and things that are happening, he has like he's wearing like a headband of the cutout of the character's face on it, and then he's kind of like role-playing as them as he's talking to you. When there are events in the story where, like, the, the, you know, things are shaking up, he's, like, shaking the desk a little bit so that you can kind of, like, see him do it. Every single thing that he does, like, uh, just kind of adds to the immersion uh, that you're actually kind of on this desk playing this game that this other kid made, and it's just wonderful. I can't speak highly enough about it. I think everyone should check it out. And my last game, I think probably no surprise, is uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. And what I'll say about it is that I think Xenoblade 1 and 2, there are elements of those games that might be better than the elements that are presented here. But this is the only game of the trilogy so far that doesn't actually have any flaws. Xenoblade 1 had the flaw with the side quest being completely throwaway and kind of worthless. And, you know, they have no meaning behind it. Xenoblade 2 had that thing where you needed to have certain skills built into certain, you know, certain blades. And you had to, like, play gacha game in order to unlock uh, your blades and stuff like that for no reason at all. Um, but Xenoblade Chronicle doesn't have any of those uh, of those flaws at all. And it was just a wonderful experience. It delves into matters. Uh, it delves into some really dark, you know matters when it comes down to characters that are you know when you have only 10 years to live in in a lifetime and all you know is you know killing another to you know survive another day you live in a completely different world that than you know the one that we're familiar with and the way they kind of go and live through those times and what that does to people and the other ones you know that they're fighting against it's very well told the combat is really it, I, I'm not going to say it's the best of the series, but it's one of the best in this series. And the characters, the music, and also, <laughs> I don't know how they put this game on the Switch. Like, if you put screenshots of Xenoblade Chronicles 3 next to, like, Pokemon, Scarlet, and Violet, it's like night and day. It doesn't even look like they belong on the same side. Uh, and then, and the game still performs fairly well, uh, in spite of how good it looks on the Switch. I... I Really, really want them to be able to flex their artic- uh, artistic uh, talents by building a game on a platform that will support the vision that they have for the next game that they're making. But what they accomplish here is nothing short of mir- like miraculous. And uh, it's going to be one of the best-looking uh, games and best-playing games on the Switch of all time in my book. So that's uh, my number one, and I'm done. All right. Well, well maybe someday... You know, Nintendo will make a console that is as powerful as the, right. the PlayStation 4. I just no, thought of something. Uh, <laughs> as powerful as my phone, maybe. Yeah. I, I just thought of something. Um, That's a fable, you, sir. Because uh, Pokemon was brought up. Pokemon Arce- like Legends Arceus came out this year. I have not seen that been brought up in any Game of the Year list. And if people love that game, did Violet and Scarlet do that much fucking damage? I didn't get to go yet. It feels like it did. Because, oh, like, shit! You're right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we, we, we're not we're not done it's just, just yet. It's no, just because it I mean, came out in January. It's that yeah, too. But it's, yeah. it's 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 
Uh, I'll t I'll talk about it briefly. Okay. Um, it, it I just my honorable mentions as well, Anthony, but it got oh, knocked off by other oh, stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I um I played Scarlet. I I still need to review it. I have not reviewed it yet. It did not make my game of the year list. It also did not make my disappointments. That game is okay. Yeah, I mean, um, my based on my son's feedback, it's. I mean, I know visually and and everything, it's kind of a mess. It's got some glitches and stuff. But in terms of a Pokemon game, my son has loved it. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a fine Pokemon game. I don't know if I like the style that it's going with. They're obviously taking. This is like Arceus is going to be like how they're going to be doing their games from now on. And I know maybe I'm just an old school Pokemon fan, but it's fine. It, they're trying to take it in a different direction, but there is definitely some issues with that game. Um, because, you know, like falling through the map, which I did a few times, stuff like that. I, is it still doing all that though? Have I they mean, patched it? I mean, why do they care? They've, they've patched oh, well. it a few times and I'm still getting some weird glitches occasionally. Like they're already working on the next Pokemon. They don't give a fuck. I mean, yeah, they already made their fifty million or however much it did. Yeah, God, that's crazy. That's 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 only the games too. Think about it. They just introduced a bunch of new Pokemon. And yeah, they can sell merch off of every single one of those Pokemon. It's a racket. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a racket. It's a it's it's a proof that children are stupid. Moving on. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Good, and good. we were we were all those kids. Yeah, we were no, stupid. Well, no, yeah, no, you're right. No as doubt. vampire survivors, which is not like the biggest brain game, <laughs> it's all for list. Kids are stupid. Um, uh, move the cursor around. <laughs> hey man, that game takes whatever. You got to unlock secrets and stuff. That game takes some. Don't, don't, no, no, nah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's your I, turn. I, I think it does. Yeah. Harris, you're up. Okay. Oh, oh, I'm up. Okay, okay, yeah, I'm up. All right. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so I'm gonna start with my disappointments which i like quickly did since everybody else was doing them i didn't have them um saints row um i i liked the other the older saints rose games i was hoping that this was going to be kind of a return to form for them but it just it really was not and i don't really need to go too much into it um you know you read my review and i mean what anthony said or whoever it was brought it up i i kind of think foolish it might be done because yeah yeah i mean <clears throat> I, i'm not the person to be like go woke go broke but what the fuck were they trying to do with the new characters even i, I saw them and went this is the gang huh yeah even uh i don't know <laughs> i don't know like i don't know the direction because like some of them there there was traits like i liked some of the characters like in parts but then others like i don't know i, I don't know it's, it was almost like they were trying to tick Every box, box of like popular, yeah, they were trying to make sure everybody was included, kind of thing. And I think there was too much, which and is it, funny because, like, in number two, what we have, uh, Asian American, we have a woman on the team, we have uh, Pierce, who I don't remember what group he gets stuck with, and then, um, uh, the guy who dies, um, who say breaks you out of prison, yeah. No, Johnny Gat, you break out of jail. Oh, in number two. Um, it's uh, Carlos. He uh, oh, breaks yeah. you out in two, and like he's you know some sort of Latin background. And yeah, it's like, they always yeah, have you know that. the whole team. The whole team was is, is are 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 different individuals with different pasts. Like it, it was well done before. It's like what what are you doing? Uh, no. Nope. Just... 
Saints Row got more conversation on this show than God of War Ragnarok. Let's go. That's crazy, right? And I, you know what? I, God of War is not anywhere on my list because I didn't play the second one. I, I will. I know the story because I've read all about it before it even came out. Um, but I, I don't know. Like I, I may go back and play it at some point, but I'm, I'm satisfied with the story kind of thing. I kind of want to see the next journey. But anyways, my, uh, second disappointment, Rainbow Six Extraction. Oh yeah, um, that was a thing, wasn't it? <laughs> Wait, is this is this a different game? Yes, this yes. was the um, the PVE game where you go yeah. in and what, you fight, the aliens. fight aliens. You fight was aliens. It, was it a different download? Yeah, yes, it's, it's, a, it's a totally what? different, totally separate game. Yeah, man, oh it came God, out. I, I legit, I it. dude, it launched. <laughs> I legit game it was pass. just a different. It launched. I think it was just a different. Yeah. I thought it was just a different mode of siege. No, <laughs> it's a whole different game, son. No, it's a whole yeah, man. But it's a disappointment. Um, yeah, it wasn't good. I, no, like the concept is cool, but like, I, I don't know. They just, I, first of all, I don't like what Rainbow Six has become. This is, I guess, kind of like Drew with the Pokemon, because I like the direction where they're going with Arceus, but I'll talk about that later. Later, um, But I, I don't like that Rainbow Six has just become PvP. Like, I, I remember we used to have so much fun, like, doing terrorist hunt. Oh, yeah. And stuff, and, like, saying, this room is clear. It would always be me, because I'm just that guy. Like, all right, this is clear. Anyway, we lost Terrence. That's truly how that happens. (laughs) Like, I thought the room, yeah. Anyways, it it was a good time. And now, it that game, I don't even know. And then it just, it seems like it's so toxic, because I hear my son playing it, and he's there always yelling about team killers, like, because you could just kill people. Like, I I don't know. Yeah, my my son the same. It, It feels like nothing fires up him and his group of friends faster than playing Siege. Yeah, and I'm like, why do you go back? Because all I hear you compl- just complaining about it. But I, I don't know. I, I was hoping Extraction was going to be a kind of return to form or at least a path to getting back to what Rainbow Six used to be, um, just kind of via the aliens. But it wasn't, no. Um, you can play it single player. It's incredibly difficult to play single player. Um, so you kind of have to play it well you know co-op if you really want to play get the full experience and i mean it does some cool things like with the different agents like if one of them dies excuse me during a mission once you like load back into the game you have to pick somebody different but you'll come across that agent that was captured by the aliens and then it'll that'll turn into an objective where you have to save them and um evac them and then they'll be you know back on your roster or whatever some neat stuff but it just overall nah it just it wasn't there um Warhammer shooters, blood and teeth. Oh God! One of my disappointments. I, I, um, I wouldn't even give that. Yeah, game. I didn't have that on my disappointments, but I can tell you, it's disappointing. It's, yeah, I think it just sucks. I, it does. Like, and it's it's so I don't expect much from a side-scrolling like shooter because I, I mean, I, you you know what you're getting for that type of stuff, kind of like the Shank games, like Shank and Shank Two, which were phenomenal. Um, I was thinking this was going to be something like that, and I love Warhammer, so I'm like, well, shit, this is going to be great. Nah, I mean, there's there's weird, there's a weird unlock system. Um, the the combat is just it's boring, really. I mean, and there's there's I had I had glitches. I've never up. played a side scrolling shooter with worse controls than that game. And I was just about to say, and not to mention the controls were so bad. I yeah, it just no avoid it. There's better Warhammer games out there. Which I mean, there's there's not... definitely more Warhammer games out there. Or, well, definitely, they come out every three hours. I think is what the release cycle <laughs> is. 
Was this not um, the same people that did uh, Guns, Gore, and Cannoli? It is, and I like that game. That's why I thought this was going to be good, but it's no. It's not. Like, they did. They did two of those Guns, Gore, Cannolis that were good, but this they took a step back. Like I don't. I don't know. It's a shame. Um, my last disappointment. I'm literally going to spend no time at all on, other than to say what it is: Babylon's Fall. Oh. Um. So, uh, all right, okay. what I had for <laughs> for my honorable mentions, um, Warhammer 40k Dark Tide, um, really good game. If you've played the um, Vermintide games, uh, one or two, where it was the um, historical or the fantasy, high fantasy version of Warhammer, you're fighting the the rats. Um, this is like that, but it's in the 40k universe. Um, but they expand on it. So you make your own character. Um, there's different classes. Um, the, you need to find that good synergy between the classes when you're playing. If you really want to be successful, uh, there's, um, different modifiers to missions and the mission board, like, is always changing. Of course, there's a cash shop because everything has that, which that sucks. Like, they have, like, armor sets, which is, it doesn't do anything for the game. It just puts you in, like, a costume or a skin. Um, but it's, it's too expensive and not worth it. Um, but the gameplay loop is a lot of fun and it would have actually made my list, but for the glitches, um, when it launched, it had a lot of problems and I played it a little bit ago. Um, and it's still, I still actually, it crashed on me twice. Um, it's supposed to come to Xbox at some point, which is what I'm waiting on. Uh, it was supposed, we were supposed to get that launch date after it came on on PC, but still haven't heard. So, you know, we'll see. Um, Overwatch 2, I won't even talk about. It's on the honorable mentions. Um, well, I'll briefly. So I had left Overwatch in this. This brought me back. Uh, not for the game, because I am in agreement in everything that everyone has said. Um, and I tell y'all niggas this every time we play, I'm here for the camaraderie. Like, I'm here to cut up with y'all, try some crazy shit. And, you know, that sometimes works out more often than Ken likes to give me credit for. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> And I'm just here to have some fun. Like that, that's really it. But yeah, it's, it's a shame. They also took, you know, a step back, which is sad because Blizzard is, is one of my favorite developers in between this and then Diablo. And that's why I'm hoping that four is, I don't know. Well, hope springs eternal. Um, multiverses. Again, I was into it super, super hard and then kind of fell off. It's, it is a good game. Um, but you know, I'll, I kind of, I'll just kind of drop in and out and see what's up when they introduce different characters or whatever. Um, and then my last one is Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes, which was the, uh, or is the, is it Musu? Is that how you say it? I never know how to say it. The Dynasty Warriors type. Yeah. Yeah. The type gameplay. And it's like, it's a sequel to the three houses. Um, with a twit, because I didn't even realize it when I when I went into like when I started the game. But like the the person that you play as in Three Houses is like the bad guy in this one. So like some of the the students that were in that one are now going against that professor. But it's it's kind of interesting how they do the story and stuff. But it uh, if you liked um, Three Houses, I, I recommend Three Hopes. It was kind of good. Okay, my top ten. <clears throat> Number ten is Elden Ring. Um, I, I'm not a fan, as we all know, of those Soulsborne games, which is crazy because I think this list has at least three of those types on here, maybe four, if you count that one. But, um, 
Elden Ring changed my mind. Um, I, I don't think I'll ever go back and play Dark Souls or something like that. I, I think the draw to Elden Ring was just the the fact that I could do whatever, however I wanted. And I appreciated that, even though I died a lot. And I still haven't beaten that um, that game yet. But, I mean, I die a lot in it. Um, I, I didn't get as frustrated as I thought I would was going to get because it was just kind of like once I kind of ran into that wall, like, okay, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to go over here and see what they're doing over here and kind of figure that out. And maybe I was having more success. And you level up and you come back. And it was, I don't know, that I enjoyed the loop there. And I'm sure um ryan or, or someone will wax poetic about that but that's yeah i like i did enjoy Elden ring quite a bit um number nine was pokemon arceus <clears throat> i so i i like i like the old school pokemon approach but even even as a as a use playing those games when they came man i'm old that was when i was in high school um playing those games when they came out um I always wanted it to be more like the anime. So, you know, how Ash was there and he had Pikachu running around with, with them or whatever else. And it kind of showed them going through the different, you know, trials or whatever of catching the Pokemon, the whole process. I, I enjoyed that Arceus brought that into the games. Um, it was more, I guess, realistic to me, as realistic as catching a pocket monster can be. Um, but I, I enjoyed the direction of that. And this being like the genesis of what we know in the Pokemon games. So it kind of, it had the crafting aspect of like, you know, you are out in the wild, you make your Pokeballs and you, you know, craft, they were like steam powered, which was super cool. But you like, uh, craft all this stuff while you were out and everything. And I was hoping that, that that was going to be what the new Pokemon games were going to be, which, I haven't played um, the new ones yet myself, but I guess they they took some stuff from Arceus, but it sounds like they also took some stuff away, and I don't know. I, I don't know. But I, I enjoyed Arceus quite a bit. Um, the the story kind of having where you could... Um, it wasn't like the, the usual of running through the different gym leaders um, as all the other Pokemon games have been. This one was like you were creating the Pokedex. So you were like the, one of the explorers going out here and, you know, building this and finding these Pokemon in this league and stuff. So I don't know. It was it was it was a good game. I enjoyed it. Uh, number eight <clears throat> is TMNT Shredder's Revenge. <clears throat> yeah. That was a lot of fun really good game. And we we going to have to play that cuz we got six niggas right here so we can get on there and I can be Casey Jones cuz I have him unlocked but I ain't using yet. Um yeah, it's a super good game. I I love Turtles in Time. That that is probably my favorite one. Um and it's it's so funny cuz before I <laughs> before I played Shredder's Revenge, I listened to the soundtrack and I heard the the song uh that Rayquan and, and Ghostface did for um involving shredder and like i was like listening to it and i was like man that would be dope if this played on the boss fight and then i played that game and i was like oh yeah! like that's what cut out it was oh it was great like i, lo I love that game so good um number seven uh continuing with our wu-tang uh kind of thing here is uh evil dead the game oh shit um, i forgot that came out <laughs> Yeah, everybody did because ain't nobody playing it no more. I was gonna say, why uh, did they never put that on Game Pass? Because that would have been like it would have been perfect for Game Pass. Oh my god, especially around Halloween. But you know what? They might be waiting for um, Rise movie? to come out because there's a new yeah, there's a new Evil Dead movie supposed to come out in April, I think. 
So I don't know. Maybe that'll help, you know, resurge. But Method Man did a song for that, but it didn't end up in the game. Um, but he did a did a song for that. That was all right. But if you enjoy Evil Dead, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's it's one of the asymmetrical. I think that's what they're called horror games. So like left, um, not left for dead, Friday dead by 13. daylight. Friday yeah. Friday 13th. Okay. Yeah. Friday 13th, dead by daylight, something like that. Evolve. Um, attack of the killer yeah, clouds. Actually, Is it the killer yeah. clouds for space getting the game? Yes. Because you know, they're just going to give all the eighties. <laughs> the, the guys that made friend, the guys that made Friday 13th are doing Texas chainsaw, right? Yep. They are. It's funny. Cause I have another one on this list, which I'll talk about in a minute. Cause all the eighties, franchises apparently are coming back in these little asymmetrical games but it it is more like evolve you're right because you you either play as the heroes which is the people that you've seen in the movie so you know ash and his his friends and cheryl and and different characters and are broken up the classes and then the other side is the the demon and just like in evolve the demon has to level up has to power up so you fly around in that uh sam raimi kind of camera aspect of moving real fast you know what i'm talking about it's kind of a fish eye thing um, and you collect these orbs to build up your infernal energy, which in turn allows you to summon other, you know, uh, powerful deadites and different stuff like that. I've reviewed the game. You all can read it. It's really, it, it, it's a fun game. The problem is, is it requires an audience and ain't nobody playing it. So, you know, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to enjoy it, but we're hoping, I'm hoping anyway that they drop it, do drop it on Game Pass. Cause I think, I think that would be perfect. It would be perfect for that. Um, Number six is uh, Final Fantasy Stranger of Paradise. Uh, this was this was due to um, Elden Ring, honestly, because again, I wasn't a fan of the those types of games that do the combat with the triggers. I still, God, it still weirds me out. Like I'm, I can do it. Like I'm used to it now, but like it just, God, I just. Ah. Anyway, um, I was already interested because it was a Final Fantasy game. Uh, but when I played it, just the combat system, it's, it's weird as fuck, first of all, What's but the, the combat, system? it's the, yeah, well, the job system. Yeah. The, um, the combat is so much fun and you have so much flexibility once you learn the job system, which is confusing. And I still have questions. Like I need to find a thing online cause I, it's, it, it's confusing, but it's, it's very in depth. Like there's tons of jobs um, that you have seen throughout, you know, the Final Fantasy legacy. I mean, you know, red mages and sages and black mages. If you've seen in a Final Fantasy game, it's in <laughs> it's in Stranger of Paradise, but it plays like the Soulsborne games, um, but faster, in my opinion. So it's you know you have um, melee weapons, swords, and things and stuff that you've seen in Final Fantasy, but then you'll have attacks on your trigger that cost magic and you gain um, mana by attacking with your normal attack. And then you can do these more powerful attacks using, you know, those magics. And then if you choose the different jobs, obviously you'll do different stuff. So black, black mages can cast, you know, lightning and, and blizzard and white mages has cure and different things, which will help your group. So, I mean, can it's you uh, final... switch uh, jobs on the fly with like a press of a button there. You can you can have two of them. So you can oh, when okay. you're in combat you can have two. So nice. I usually roll with a um I'm a dragoon and a white as a sage. Actually I think I'm leveling up to sage now, which is a mixture of I can cast uh white and black spells. Why why did powerful. I know why did I know that you would be playing a dragoon? 
Oh, for sure. Oh, you know. That, that, that's that's what it's all me. Try to be in their face. Uh-huh. <laughs> that jump attack. <laughs> I, I, I'm, this is one of those games where I've been looking at it and I will end up playing it at some point. It's good. Yeah, it's yeah. good. It's I good. Have, I, have, I have intentions to play this game eventually. And you gotta kill motherfucking chaos. Gotta kill chaos. And Jack, oh my god, Jack is the man. Like, because he, he don't give a fuck. That dude is just like, every cutscene, he's just like, what the fuck is this shit? Let's kill chaos! Yeah! Like, people come and he's like explaining something. He's like, well, this is, he's like, shut up. I'm here for chaos. Like, I'm here Jack for don't chaos. Give a fuck. The so uh, Stranger of Paradise Twitter feed is excellent, excellent as well. It is. Yes, it is. Meaning all over the place. It's great. All over the place. That, but if if you look beyond even the comedy in those memes, that game is actually good. So yeah, y'all, you should check it out when you you know when you get when you get some time. I know. Um, I, I, I the one thing I will mention about the memes, there was one. I, I have no context for this because I have not watched any footage of it or anything like that. But there was a there was one where he was picking up his telephone, and um, there was one where he picked it up. And it was just like a fart that echoed through like a. <laughs> like a loud speaker or something. And I don't know why, but I kept playing that over and over again. I have no context for this whatsoever. And it was actually retweeted by the Stranger in Paradise. Like, yeah, they, 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 oh, they've they embraced into it. it. They don't care. Yeah. 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 They've embraced it. They have totally embraced it, which is good. Cause I think that's helped. I think that's helped that game. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the enemies are also super interesting. Like they're they all, are. they're all out of the, the original Final fantasy. And, like seeing them in this fidelity now is so cool. Yep, I, I was might, fighting I might this game up today. Damn. Yeah, it's it's yeah, a it, good it's a good ass video game. I enjoy the oh, hell out I, of it. Yeah, I, I was fighting t- uh, Toneberries last night. Those things take as horrifying. So, those things are like fucking bullet sponges, man. That was oh that was God. the worst. That was the worst enemy to fight in um, Final Fantasy 15 because you can't even stagger them. Oh, dude, they, they're, they're just, just like rocks. You just hit them over the and over. You just hit them, just and then they and then they stab you once, yep. and it's and a you ton die. of damage. Yeah, yep, yeah. They're they're just as awful in this. So same thing. Um, and there was one mission I had to do. Like I had to kill four of them, and the worst one was when they were near other stuff. Like you can kind of pull enemies, um, but if they're in a group, like everybody aggro's, and you're like, oh damn it! So now you're dodging everything, and this little green thing who just moves super slow and kills you with one. God, I hate those. Anyway. The boss fights um, are fucking epic. Yes, they are. The boss fights are fun. It is it is legit a good game. Like it's the yeah, the memes are funny and Jack, Jack is funny, but it's 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 a good game. It is a good game. Uh number five. And our continuing with the eighties, um, Ghostbusters Spirit Unleashed. Oh my god, I forgot that game came out too. I know. Yeah, see, and this is another one. Like not only did two. that come out, but we all have it and could yeah. play it. And, and we I never have did not even booted it up. <laughs> I played like two matches of that game and I was like, this would be a lot more fun with other people. And, yeah. Yep. Yep. So in a, with, in a party, it is, it is a lot of fun. Cause I've, I've played it with, uh, actually I played it with my son, but yeah, if I, if we had a whole group, like yeah, it would, it would be fun. This is just like evil dead. It's one of those games where nobody's playing it. Um, they, they, and it has cross play luckily. So, I mean, it pulls from, you know, from everybody, but it's, it takes a little bit to get into matches now, because uh, I'm like level fifty something. And like I, I like it a lot. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I mean, you just you catching boat, uh, catching ghost. I mean, I reviewed it uh, for the for the site as well. But I mean, you, you create your own Ghostbuster. It has a little story, which is basically the tutorial. Um, yeah, every time I play it, that's what I end up. Yeah, because when it because when it comes like I ain't afraid of no bed. 
<laughs> Sleep makes me feel Busting makes me feel good. Yeah, every time I think that without like when I started when I started the game off. But it is it is a good game. It it's one of those again, if it comes to Game Pass, I think it'll do a lot better because it'll have that audience. Um but yeah, it'll probably be one I won't be able to play for too much longer. Um I mean we okay. all have it, you know, it probably would be a good idea to play it. We I mean, could just say, hey, let's not play Overwatch tonight. Let's play Ghostbusters. I was going to say it's because y'all play Overwatch all the time. Don't play yeah. nothing else, even though y'all hate it. That gluttons for punishment. We were talking about <laughs> doing Redfall when it came out too. So, and I, I, guess I would maybe play that. Diablo. Yeah. After, see, look. after reading after reading that thing you posted about Redfall, I am more excited about that game now than I was. Right? Yeah, I had no idea. They've done a terrible job at marketing I'll be, that. I'll be really excited in 2024 when that game comes out. Oh, at this go. point. There we go. Yeah, yeah. When it's Xbox, you know. All right. So number four <laughs> is uh, Sifu. Um, Sifu is well. I mean, it's it's again a roguelike game, um, but it's it's kung fu. And if you watched the old school like kung fu movies, um, you'll appreciate and enjoy that combat stuff a lot more, like Bruce Lee and stuff like that. Um, it is hard. Oh my god, it is hard. Um, but it's concept is is unique so as you play it when you die you know in some most of those games you die and you lose all your stuff and you have to start over at the fire well when you die and when you go down in sifu you age and you won't actually die until you reach uh 75 i believe um and so as you as you get older you get stronger because obviously you you know if x amount of years have gone on you're still training you're you're better at it but your health will decrease because you're more fragile because you're older. So it's kind of like that tightrope of of balancing um you know seeing how far you can get. I <laughs> the, the game is very hard. <laughs> they they they've done a lot of updates to it recently um where it has uh I believe it has an easy mode now or a you can lessen the difficulty, I think. Um, and it's supposed to come in Xbox as well. It was only on P, PlayStation and PC. It it's comes on to Switch Xbox. now, too. Really? Yeah. Natively or cloud? Uh, native. Right. Well, actually, it's not that, like, it's not super, you know, graphically. Yeah, whatever, it's it's yeah. another one of those games that got weird contracts like that and Neon White and something else. It's like they come to PlayStation first, then they go to Switch, then they go to Xbox. I don't, I don't understand contracts. No, well, I mean, it's better than them just signing and excluding Xbox altogether. But that's well, I mean, right. Xbox excludes itself, so I mean, they're just sticking with yeah, the times. Absolutely do <laughs> right. So why should anybody else release on this? Yeah, why, 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 why put it on the Xbox when you can just throw it into the dumpster? Same, same on the player base, right? I yeah, mean, pretty exactly. much. Exactly. At this point, jeez. Um, but uh, before you before you go on, there, I do have one thing to add about seafood. Is that uh, I want to give that game the award. A prestigious award of the worst game that you can go back to after not playing for a long time. Oh my god! <laughs> I played I play the first stage. I was like, this game is dope. I'm gonna play more. Seven months later, I go back to it, and I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm dying every like five seconds. I was like, oh <laughs> shit, I should not have done that. <laughs> I should not have not should have stopped for you know six seven months and then got back to that game because I'm not sure if I'm ever gonna be able to play it again. Yep, I did the same thing because I took a break and played it recently for this because I was trying to see what, and I was like, damn, getting fucked up. It it roughed me up, man. Like, whoo. Yeah, it's it's, it's serious. Lord. Um, Number three. 
Gotham Knights. I don't think this is probably on anybody's list. And everybody's like, man, fuck Gotham Knights. I liked Gotham Knights a lot. Yes, it was 30 frames per second. Yes, it had, you know, weird choppy combat. But the story was so good. Um, And I'm just a big Batman fan. So that also, I think, led it to it. But I, the 30 frames per second is not, I mean, it's not horrible. I mean, we've been playing games like that for, for forever. I get people wanting it to be 60, and I think it would be super dope at 60, and I hope they do release that patch. But what we got was, I mean, it was really good. The combat, after some fault, is is actually, I think it is better than the Arkham series combat. You have more flexibility um, having the melee and ranged attacks on, on separate buttons. Um, being able to mix stuff up and go from target to target when you're surrounded was a lot, it, it's a little easier and less cumbersome than... Um, than in the Arkham games, to me. Um, but no, I, I enjoy Gotham Knights. I enjoy all the characters, except for, real really, Robin. I mean, he was okay, but... Uh, He's a whiny yeah, bitch. He is, yeah, he is. Um, the movement stuff was iffy. The only real good one was, for the movement was it, abilities was Nightwing. What? Was it Damien? It, no, it was Tim, actually. What? Oh, yeah. fuck. they've been ruining Tim for a while now. God damn it. Yeah, I thought it was Damien, but no, it so was totally it, Tim Drake. Is it, is it just Robin or is it Red Robin? No, he's just Robin. It's just Robin. There, oh. He has a Red Robin costume, but he's yeah, he's just Robin. Okay, that's weird. Okay. Yep. Gotham, Knights is, Gotham Knights is number one on my I hope this game comes to Game Pass list. I, I, I hope it does. Uh, and actually, they, they could do that because I think more people need to play it because I think a lot of people got turned off and pissed off at the 30 frames per second thing and other stuff. And I'm, you know, rightfully so. I mean, if you if you demand only 60 from your stuff now, given a taste, I feel it. That's fine. I mean, but I'll, you know, I can throttle back to experience a good game. And this story is really good. You um, can say that, but if you go back and try and play Arkham Knight right now on Xbox... It it's, looks oh, like okay. it looks like it's been smeared in Vaseline. It's like a slideshow sometimes. Oh God, okay. it's bad. Well, it's also super re- <laughs> low resolution. It's running at like seven twenty p. It looks bad. Man, okay. See, I haven't, I have not reinstalled it, and I guess I won't because it'll tarnish the good memories I have it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I know that's you know people are going to either side of that. That's just personal opinion i i liked i I did i liked gotham knights quite a bit so if it comes to game pass or you can catch it for the low i wouldn't spend 70 dollars um definitely get it on sale uh you should because it if you're a fan you'll enjoy the story uh number two uh i don't think anybody said anything about this steel rising um oh yeah (laughs) is nice yeah um so this was spider's take on the souls born genre of gaming um but it was extremely well done so you are it is in victorian france renaissance france um and you are an automaton for queen was it antoinette queen antoinette um and the the story okay so they they follow the historical events um, to a point, but they kind of interweave this automaton um, and the king building these evil machines to to kill people and take over and everything into the the real the real events, and it's is really well done. Um, the story in this was extremely cool. Um, but what sells this game 
unlock the other souls games that are out there is it has this assist mode where you can tailor this game to however you want to play if you just want to experience it and be a god they got a setting for that if you want to augment where you're taking less damage but giving out a little bit more you can set that like you can have uh where your stamina instantly refills like they 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 didn't they didn't make the game so that they or rather they made the game more accessible um by adding this which is one of the big complaints that a lot of people have with those um the dark souls and elden rings is that you know i would play it if it was easier which i totally get after playing elden ring and dying a lot um so it was nice um to to see that in in steel rising um it's janky <laughs> because spiders games are janky so you you take that but it's it is really well done the combat um the characters some of the accents are a little iffy but um I mean, I don't know. I guess a French accent is difficult to do, but it's uh, yeah, it was it it's it definitely is a really good game. And then my number one, which nobody has said either, and I don't expect you to, is uh, Midnight Suns, um, Marvel's Midnight Suns. <laughs> nice. Is it I, I want to huh? play that. Yes, fantastic game. It has it all. It has story. It has combat. It has cards. They got no smooching. <laughs> They don't have any smooch, and it's weird too because so many of the storylines, and this is, I think, uh, the, a lot of complaints that people had was you ha- you have to build these relationships with these characters, um, and it involves a lot of uh, side games, which is just conversations, um, and you know, collecting different stuff to give them gifts and everything to build these relationships. But it helps on the battle end because it helps with combos, it helps with their attack, it helps level up. Um, their abilities and then everybody once you reach a point everybody has a special midnight suns costume um but some of the this game has social links basically yes 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 <laughs> right. it even has a facebook like it's called super link it has its own little facebook thing where you'll can you, can you go on a date with blade so you, you can't so no you, you can't can. go on dates though you can't you can't smooch you can't so it's you do but it's not romantic dates like you so you you so when you go to a hangout is what they're called you'll be presented with like three options and it's like go fishing have a drink play a video game or um watch the stars um spar there's different stuff that you do with them and when you go into this you get a cutscene where they talk about something about them you learn some personal stuff about them my favorite of the character in the game is magic i i I didn't. I never knew um, a lot about Magic's um, past. I knew I liked her abilities and stuff, but as a comic book fan, I I never knew a lot about her. But hearing her, because I looked at some of this stuff to make sure it was, you know, comic book accurate, but and it was hearing her backstory. DC hero named Magic. There's a wait. wait, This is Marvel, right? So this This is is Marvel. No, this is Marvel. There's just a character called Magic. Yeah. She's Colossus' sister. Her name is well. Her real name is Ileana, um, but yeah, her her I guess mutant name code name is Magic with a K. Oh, it's yeah. with a K. Um, she's my favorite, and it's wild because a lot of the conversations and stuff you have with her, <laughs> it makes it seem like you're about to kiss. Like it seems like you're about to be romantic. But this game doesn't have anything like that, even though a lot of the conversations steer like that, even with like Spider-Man and stuff. And I'm like, um, what? Like, so but whatever. Um, but it's good. The combat is 
is strategic. It's like, like I said, the cards, I reviewed it on the site, but the cards, um, are your attacks, excuse me, um, and your different abilities. And you can move around your heroes kind of like chess pieces on the board. So you can, you know, position people in different spots, which you need to do because there are environmental attacks and different things that you can utilize, which if you play the game, don't skip those. They're very important. Um, cause I was like, Oh, I don't need them. No, yes, you do. Like, cause you'll get fucked up. Use everything tool you got. Um, uh, but you position your different, you know, your heroes versus the, the different enemies and, you know, different com or abilities like punch or, uh, sprang, which is Captain America throwing his shield, like bouncing off of stuff and hitting some. It's totally, yeah, it's totally the sprang. Yeah. And the, the card names are so in, uh, uh, Ghost Rider has one that I like, but. I hate at the same time. It's called Hell Ride, and the animation is cool. He summons his um, Hell Charger because this isn't Johnny Blaze on the motorcycle, which Johnny Blaze is in this game, but you don't play as him. Um, he summons his Hell Charger and like drives it like straight through a line of enemies, and it does like a ton of damage. But you have to discard your whole hand. So if you decide to play that, obviously that should be like the last card that you're going to do. Um, cause you can play three cards per turn. Would you say that the introduction of the card mechanic adds a lot of RNG to the combat? It does. Yes. Mm. So in a, in, a, in a negative way or in a way that keeps it more interesting, you think? Yep. In a way that keeps it more interesting. Um, oh, oh, cool. unlike the, you know, kind of the turn based, um, RPGs where you just run into somebody and you're like, okay, I'm going to hit you with meteor or whatever your, you know, your most powerful thing is. Every fight, but this is going to be different because you don't know what you're going to get. You might not get your most powerful attack. You might not even get anything that you can use. So you have to redraw till you get some. So it adds to it. But like I said, you because you can move around your heroes and use things in the environment, if you build your characters correctly, you can have heroism, which allows you to use those different things in the environment. So you can still make attacks and different things by doing all of that while you're trying to wait for your more powerful moves. It's, it's it, really well done. Does it have the XCOM thing of like you can totally like screw yourself? Like some of your best characters can be like dead, like forever. Yeah. No. No. Nobody. Yeah, you won't lose anybody forever. Thankfully. Okay. Um, and you'll get as you go up in the difficulties uh, level because it goes all the way to like heroic eight or something crazy. Like it gets crazy. Um, you'll get less and less revives, but I think the normal, you get like two revives per mission and you'll bring your hero back with like 50%. But even if they're dead, when you finish it, they'll be fine. When you get back, you, they'll just have a wound and you'll have to put them in, um, uh, infirmary. like rehab. Yeah. Like infirmary yeah. for a turn. Yeah. That's it. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So you won't, so you there won't is some base. Is there like a base building mechanic as well? Yes, there is. Yep. So as you build out the abbey, there is um you'll at the forge, you'll you'll construct different upgrades around there that will there's one where you can take your heroes into and fight like a like a room full of enemies if you want to help level them up. Like and you could do that once per day per hero. Um, which is kinda nice. There's uh sparring that you can do every day that will give different buffs. And this is all stuff that you have to unlock. So there's a bunch of different stuff. And then there's like combat cards that are one use cards that are super powerful that might like revive somebody with full health. It might uh, give your full team, you know, 160 shield or something like that. You can um, you unlock those and be able to craft those based on the um, the items and stuff that you'll find around the Abbey. Okay. It does a lot. Like the game has everything. I need to play this. This this isn't totally up my alley. It's just I haven't had the time to actually play this game. And it's, and you, you will be playing it for a while. If you play, you'll play it for a while, like an XCOM game. Cause I mean, like, yep, you'll have story missions, but you'll have like a board full of 
Um, there's three different areas. So you'll have a board full of different missions that you have to pick and do before you can even do the story missions. But if you just want to do all the side stuff and level out your people, you could totally do that too and grind out to get different attacks and, and um, the materials to build cards and different stuff. It's a great game. Like it has, it has everything. And that's, it's, it's my number one. Nice. Definitely, definitely got to check it out after your uh, glowing endorsement. Good, good. All right, is that it for you? Yes, sir. That's it. And it's time for the Wombat. Maybe. It's on mute, sitting there talking away. <laughs> uh, the Wombat is dead. <laughs> very professional uh, podcast member here in year 16. Um... So I, this is the first year I think that I can remember that I have almost enough honorable mentions to make another list. Um, so I'll go through them quickly. Um, obviously, anybody wants to hear about any of them in more detail, uh, I can do that. But some of them people have already talked about. Um, but we'll do disappointments first. So disappointment number one is Diablo Immortal. Uh, I don't really have anything else to say about it that Drew didn't already say. Um, so we'll leave it at that. But, uh, yeah, that game was very disappointed, uh, or very disappointing, uh, to me. Um, disappointment number two, and I'm so glad that some people had this on their best of list, and I'm glad that, um, uh, people are enjoying it. But, uh, High on Life, um, is on my disappointments list. Um, if I wanted to play a, um, subpar Halo game that wasn't very funny, I would have just played Halo Infinite again. Um, <laughs> the No, I'm just kidding. I liked Halo Infinite, but that just seemed like a joke that was easy to make. Um, yeah, so High on Life for me probably uh, wouldn't have been on the disappointment list, despite the fact that I wasn't super into it, if I didn't twice run into uh, game-breaking or nearly game-breaking bugs during boss fights. Uh, the last time a game-breaking bug that would have required me to restart um, the uh, the boss fight after I had finished killing the boss. And I'm just not going to put up with that, especially in a game that I'm not really liking that much. Um, so, yeah, I put that away. Was only able to get about halfway through it uh, because of that. So it goes on the list as a disappointment, although I'm glad, like I said, other people have enjoyed it. Um, all right. So honorable mentions in no particular order here. Uh, Pokemon Legends Ar Arceus. Um, we mentioned that a little bit, but um, uh, that, believe it or not, was my first Pokemon game uh, that I played for me. Uh, I've played Pokemon in the past with my son, but never uh, played an actual Pokemon game for me and uh, enjoyed it quite a bit. So that goes on the list. Um, Proteus was also on my list. We talked about that a little bit, and I'm sure it'll be on Ken's list, so I'll let him talk more about it. But um, that game was a really fun uh, Doom clone, and uh, I'm glad that games like that are still getting made. Um, uh, let's see. Also on my list... For honorable mentions, I, so I'm going to put this on here, and um, it's going to be a little bit controversial, but I'm going to put it on there anyway because I want to, and it's my list. Um, I'm, I'm going to say that Cyberpunk is an honorable mention for me this year because the next-gen version came out, and 
everyone should play the next gen version if you have a next gen console. Um, if you have held off playing that game uh, because you were afraid of all the issues that you've heard about it, um, if you have a next gen console, play that game because uh, it's freaking awesome. Um, all right. Uh, also on my honorable mentions list is Power Wash Simulator, which in most years probably would have made it onto the actual list, but I just had too much stuff that uh, I wanted to go on the actual list uh, for that one to make it. But I loved that game. Uh, it was uh, I, I've played like Ken quite a bit of that game, um, and it's a nice, as everyone else has said, kind of chill and just uh, uh, let your mind uh, breathe for a little bit game. Um, so a game that is on my list that I am incredibly surprised that nobody else has said yet is Cult of the Lamb. Mm. Oh, uh, yeah. That oh, game... Oh, God, I forgot about Cult of the Lamb. <laughs> yeah, so that game is really good. Um, yeah. And if I had played more of it, it may have made its way onto my list, um, but I got distracted with other stuff. I need to eventually go back to it. But it's, it's got a really nice um, loop in terms of uh, procedurally generated, uh, you know, Zelda clone kind of stuff that you go in and fight enemies. And, uh, and then, you know, you're building your cult, obviously. So there's the, the, the camp building and uh, follower building mechanics in the game, too. Um, game's a lot of fun and one that uh, I definitely want to go back to and, and dig a little deeper into this year. Um, another game that won't be on anybody else's list, but it's on mine for a very specific reason, as an honorable mention, is Goat Simulator 3. Um, that game is pure chaos, uh, and it is an incredibly fun game, uh, especially if you're playing it co-op with someone in the same room. Um, just to go around doing chaotic things both to each other and to the environment and to the various people that you see in the environment also has the benefit of being genuinely funny um, and has a, a very funny final boss fight as well um, that plays into the rest of the um, sort of uh, theme of the overall game uh, and also has a really funny intro as well. Um, so yeah, Go, Go Simulator 3 is a blast, um, especially if you have somebody to play local co-op with. Uh, and then two games that probably also would have made their way onto my list um, with just a little more time. One of them is Chained Echoes. Um, uh, Jay talked about it already, um, but yeah, the, the combat in that game is a blast. Um, I also enjoy the story. Um, and, uh, the art style's phenomenal. It looks beautiful. Um, I, I've talked about that game quite a bit on the podcast over the last couple of weeks, so I won't beat it to death, but, um, yeah, that game is a lot of fun and on Game Pass. So, um, if you haven't played it yet, you should definitely go do that. Um, and then the other game, the, the last game on my honorable mentions list, um, is Dragon Quest Treasures. Uh, which I'm in the process of reviewing and should have a review done here very soon. Um, it's, you know, it's it's kind of meant for kids. So if you're going into the game expecting it to be like a full grown-up Dragon Quest, you're going to be disappointed. Um, but if you go into it for what it is, which is, you know, a 
a kid's game where you collect monsters and add them to your team and find treasure and um you know fight more powerful monsters and add them to your team and collect treasure uh it it's a blast the loop is really good um the uh the monsters are a lot of fun um you get uh, it's got a nice sort of mechanic where um different monsters give you a chance to find different types of treasure so composition of your team is important not just for like battles but also for what types of treasure you can find when you're in the map um it also has a um uh some neat mechanics um in the actual gameplay too um some of the attacks from uh the different uh, monsters are good and then it's got this little sort of treasure hunt mechanic um where when you get close you you get sort of a prompt um and your character will receive visions from the monsters that are on your team showing you where the treasure is basically in a picture so you get a picture of the environment um but it's neat because depending on the monsters that you have on your team the the view that you get of the vision is different so um like some of the um uh like goopy hand monsters the the vision you get looks like it's covered in dirt um or if you're if you've got um uh a monster that has a hood on you'll see just basically the two eye holes um of the environment uh so it's 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 got a neat little um mechanic that way yeah it's a lot of fun i recommend that game a lot all right uh on to the top 10 so number 10 is splatoon 3 um I that, game, about that game too <laughs> yeah so so splatoon um had already sort of perfected the um short time limit multiplayer um sort of trying to think of the way to put it um you got you know three minutes try to cover as much ground and paint as you can it's chaos there's people everywhere um and it's it's so bite size, and you can move um, map to map pretty quickly, or battle to battle pretty quickly. Um, they had perfected that already, and actually the Wii U game was was really good. Um, they sort of refined it a little bit with the second one, and they spent this one um, refining the single player. And so this one has a full, um, large uh, hub map style single player in it with um all the levels are platforming and puzzle style levels um with some combat of course but uh, they're mostly focused on the platforming and the puzzles uh, and that really just puts it over top uh for the first two games which i already really enjoyed so um definitely splatoon 3 um great multiplayer game and um you know an, an example of nintendo launching a new ip within the last what, five or six years um, that has turned out to be a success. So uh, it's nice to see a Nintendo game um, that's as good as this one is that's not, you know, Mario, Zelda, F-Zero, Metroid, you know. What are you talking about? The list, they right? did ARMS. Yeah. <laughs> we don't talk about ARMS. Although I actually liked ARMS, but... We, we, we don't, don't talk, talk about, about ARMS. ARMS sounds like a movie about a game that's ruined a family's life. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, uh, it's also, um, 
commonly heard in snake households. Anyway, the uh, number nine is uh, TMNT Shredder's Revenge. I won't talk about that one much because everybody else has already talked about it. But the one thing I'll say is playing this game makes me really want a crossover with the Battletoads. Um, but yeah, I'll leave it at that. Um, Rogue Legacy 2 is number eight. Uh, again, that's been on most people's lists, so I won't beat it to death, but um, I loved the first game, and it was probably the most my most played game on the Vita, um, and so uh, the second game is, is more of an already excellent game, so uh, well worth checking out if you haven't checked it out yet. Uh, number seven, and there may be a little controversy here, but um, the it's a combined number seven. It's Vampire Survivors and Survivor IO. Um, I had to combine them both. Uh, so Vampire Survivors, obviously, as Jay mentioned, sort of kicked off the genre. Uh, it's a great game, and it's got its own place uh, sort of in my heart separate from Survivor IO. Normally, I wouldn't put a uh, free-to-play mobile game on my Game of the Year list, um, but I'm putting this one on there because I have there has been no game uh, that I have played over the last four months, more than that one. Um, it's sort of dominated a lot of my casual free time. Um, and it's a tremendous clone. Uh, I think it's funny describing that as a clone because the people who made uh, Survivor IO are the same people who made Archero, um, which is the game that uh, uh, Vampire Survivors devs have said inspired them to make Vampire Survivors in the first place. So, they're sort of copying off each other, I guess, which is nice. Um, but yeah, both of those games are amazing. Vampire Survivor is also out on mobile now and is free to play. So if you haven't checked it out yet, um, you can play it for free on your phone. Um, so yeah. Uh, number six is Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Uh, again, I won't beat this one to death because Anthony talked about it already, but that game is re- a really, really good Kirby game. And um, I was a little concerned about the move to 3D, and they pulled it off perfectly. Um, it, it plays awesome. It looks awesome. It's got um, some neat new mechanics in it. And, um, yeah, I had my son and I had a blast with that game this year. Number five for me is Infernax. Mm. Um, that game was awesome. And I it was – so that game um, – I I played and finished that game while recovering from shoulder surgery, and it was exactly what I needed. Um, so it uh, it's deep, uh, even though it's just sort of a side-scrolling uh, Castlevania-like shovel knight-like game. Uh, but it's got, as I mentioned, a ton of different branching paths. It's got optional, uh, a complete optional storyline, including an optional, very difficult final boss. Um, and uh yeah it it's it's got uh, the perfect amount of cartoony 2D gore in it um and the uh the story is actually pretty fun too um so it's i i'm i'm really anticipating a sequel to that game and i hope one gets to get made so that also i believe is still on game pass so if you haven't played it definitely check it out Number four is a game that I'm a little surprised that Terrence didn't have on his list, but I guess I kind of understand. 
and that's chivalry too. Um, the oh my multi- god, I forgot about chivalry too. <laughs> yeah, so the the multiplayer game for me this year, um, and I played the absolute shit out of it and um, loved every minute of it. So. And it's still, I'll go back to it uh, on occasion. I've, I've actually had some other stuff to play recently, but um, so I haven't had as much of a chance to go back to it. But um, I am over the moon about that game. I love the first one, and so I was really hoping that the sequel would sort of improve on everything that the first one did, and it did. And the, the objectives are fun. The minute-to-minute gameplay is fun. Um, the controls are great. Uh, it's just a, a really awesome game. So... Chivalry to also on Game Pass, if um, uh, you have any interest in checking it out. The voice lines are awesome. Yeah, that no, game the is voice great. Lines are awesome. That game yeah. is so funny, yeah. Chivalry 2 is the game I wish we all would have played all year, instead of you guys playing Overwatch and then putting it on your disappointments list. But anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh, So now we're at my top three. And number one has been solidified for a long time, but number two and three, I've made... I don't know, six different versions of this list, swapping these two back and forth. Um, and so it either could be at any given time in my mind ahead of the other one. Um, one of them was, um, one of them absolutely beats the other one out in my mind in storytelling. Uh, and the other one uh, wins in gameplay and so I kept going back and forth, but I decided to make the number two um, one the one that I had the most gameplay fun with and spent the most time with, um, since this is a game of the year uh, list and not a story of the year list. Um, but uh, again, it could get switched at any given time. So number three for me was God of War Ragnarok, um, and that game, as Jay already mentioned, was powerful. Um, the the story and the character performances and um, you know just sort of the the emotional pull of that game is uh, it's going to be hard for something else to replicate it um, and so I'm I'm really I'm really looking forward to where they go next with that series and uh, it you know I I was captivated the entire uh, time that I played that game with um, not just the, the, the big story moments, but um, all the little interactions um, between whoever you're venturing out with in the world, uh, all the different characters that you run into over the course of the game. As, as Jay already mentioned, it has a really interesting take on um, the Asgardians and uh, sort of their dynamic that while um, sort of new and fresh also fits dovetails nicely with the mythology behind it so um i uh, i respect both sort of the the god of wars take on uh the asgardians uh and assassin's creed valhalla's take on it last year um or year before last now uh but uh yeah that um that that the character portrayals um of odin and thor and Sif and all the other uh, Asgardians was was really great. So I love the game a lot. I just didn't like the minute-to-minute gameplay of it as much as I like the next game on the list. And so um, number two on the list for me is Horizon Forbidden West. Um, and I, unlike Anthony, um, 
really loved fighting all the different uh, monsters, especially the new ones, um, and uh, you know finding their different weak points and figuring out what uh, different arrow or ammunition types or weapons would uh, do the best job at knocking off which specific parts. Um, it's got the the mechanic that I love from the first game where uh, you can't just kill stuff when you see it. If you want to get the best stuff, you have to actually cut specific parts off of the monsters um, to uh, to be able to uh, unlock some of the stronger stuff that you can get. Um, and most of the, the cool stuff that you need can only be knocked off the monster while it's alive. Um, so you can't uh, you can't just kill it and then loot the stuff you need. You have to, you know, knock off a specific part on its tail or knock off a specific part on its back or, um, you know, knock out its its throat or something, depending on the monster, um, to, to unlock the, uh, the best upgrades. And I love that mechanic in this one, um, just like I loved it in the first one. Story is also really, really good, and I love the sort of... Um, uh, Bioware style um, story that they've crafted here, where you have um, companions that you gather as you move through the course of the story, uh, and then you have a hub base where you can talk to them and do quests for them and increase your relationship with them, um, and ultimately get some really cool resolutions to each one of those side character stories, uh, building up, of course, to the final battle. Um, I you know the the game definitely goes places uh and the end uh I know is a little bit controversial uh but I I really enjoyed it and I'm really looking forward to see uh where they go from here. Um it's another game where um it it had some very uh human moments in it for a game about uh fighting robot dinosaurs. So uh it's the and I've spent 80-some hours uh, playing that game and never got bored. So um, really, really phenomenal. Can't wait for the next game in the series. The first one was my game of the year. Um, this one got beat out for that, um, but it uh, was definitely definitely worthy of the number two spot on the list. You won't have to wait long to get more Horizon because you'll be replaying the remaster of a 2017 game next year. I will not. <laughs> I will not. Um, but we do, we are getting DLC, so I'm excited for that. Yep. As long as you um, got a PS5. And I do. So, uh, number one, it's probably not a surprise at this point, is Elden Ring. Um, I Man, it's been a long time since a game has grabbed a hold of me the way Elden Ring did. And um, probably since Skyrim came out. Uh, the first time, um, the I, I mean, to the point where Elden Ring monopolized my thought. Um, like I was thinking about Elden Ring when I wasn't playing Elden Ring, um, and reading about Elden Ring and what you know, what different strategies and what different equipment and what different uh, items and stuff I could find in the world that would help me with the next boss fight that I had to to take down, and uh, it. Uh, the, the the gameplay being as tight as it was, combined with it being an open world RPG, which, as everybody knows, is my favorite genre, um, is uh, was enough to make it sort of not just my game of the year, but 
really a dominating force uh, in games for me in the last 10 years. Um, the other thing that was nice is it was a, it was a really good um, bonding for my son and I. Uh, we both were playing Elden Ring separately. Um, and, you know, talking to him about what he had found or what I had found or what boss he had beaten or what strategy he had used to kill uh, a certain enemy, um, you know, it, it, there was a lot of Elden Ring conversation in this house for several months and still continues to this day because my son just finished it for the third time. So, um, did you ever have him come in your game and help you defeat a boss? No, I never did any co-op at all. Um, oh, I, I never had my son do that for me either. Actually, I was yeah. just wondering if you did. You lying son of a bitch! <laughs> the uh, no. my son help out a lot, Lord. <laughs> no, I um, he and I never played co-op together. He plays co-op sometimes with his friends, mm-hmm. um, but he and I never played uh, co-op together. I uh, I don't look at it as a um, I know it is, but I don't necessarily look at it as a co-op game, right? So, um, uh, I, for me, it was a single player game and the ashes of war, um, were what sort of allowed it to be somewhat of a co-op game for me or gotcha. not the, not the, is it the ashes of war? And what are the they summons? called? You're about the yeah. summons that you do? Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, that game, uh, was tremendously amazing and, uh, I'm looking forward to some additional single player content on that game as well. Uh, down the line, and yeah, I'll leave it. Uh, leave it there. All right. There's only one left, and somehow there are four games on my list that nobody's mentioned yet. Nice. I'm sure, I, oh, I don't wow. know what your number one is, Ken. So I have one in disappointments nobody's mentioned, two in honorable mentions that nobody's mentioned, and one in the top ten list. We'll I should have made my honorable list uh, longer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you would have hit the two on mine. I don't think. All you right, would. right, we'll see. We'll see. I'll, I'll let you know. All right. So disappointments. Uh, I mean Saints Row. That we've talked enough about that game. I was super disappointed with that game. Uh, Overwatch Two. We've joked a lot about that game. Yes, so my disappointments, but that's only because it's worse than the first game somehow. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Um, Anthony, Anthony, and I had a discussion about this the other day. I'm really getting tired of Sony's template. Their games are very high quality. They're very well produced. They're very good video games. But goddamn, I just feel like they're just paint by numbers at this point. Like everything in them feels the same. And Horizon drove that home to me. That game is good. I think I gave that game an 8. That game is very good. I just got so bored playing it. Because it is just the same thing over and over and over again. And... It was just super disappointing. Because I love the first one. And I think what drove the first one home was that it wasn't as much of the monotony and the story was much better paced than the second one, at least for me. I, my thing is, like, it's all serious. You know, and that's fine. I, I'm fine with serious stories. But it's just, like, I almost can be like, alright, well, here's where the next big serious moment's gonna happen. I don't know, that's just a little weird to me, but they, they're, while they're all very different games, all of them, uh, all of the Sony's um, first party stuff, they feel of the same make. Like, I, 
I play God of War and it feels like it's only a step away from Horizon. Yeah. Um or 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 uh Last of Us or whatever, right? Like it, I don't know. I I I I mean, in comparison to Microsoft's output which is um uh what there's no such thing. Yeah. Um <laughs> it, it's just like I'm waiting for the thing where I'm waiting for them to just do something I don't know, different again. Yeah, um, I would I really I would really that's and I think that's one of the reasons why I'm always like I wish they'd bring back I don't know, Parappa or you know, um, uh, Jack and Daxter or something like that. Like when Ratchet and Clank got re-released, I was like, yes, okay, I'm excited for this. But even that felt like it was moving more towards... They were, they were leaned into the, the very serious nature of it, which is... Yeah, and I'm just like, man... Not I where want... that series is supposed to be. And I I don't necessarily know. I'm just going to say it now. I, just, I don't necessarily know what I want from them. But I, I'm I'm... This doesn't interest me. That's all. Yeah. It's the reason why I don't feel like I needed to go play God of War. I liked the first game. Uh, and I was like, you know, cool. I'm glad this story ends. But I'm like, I also don't have any rush to do it. Even Spider-Man. I love the first Spider-Man. I think it's one of the best Spider-Man stories. But it's like, do I need another one now? Yeah. And then my last disappointment. I don't even know how y'all and I are friends anymore, if I'm being honest. <laughs> well, you know what? Here, here's the way I'll put this. Um, when everything has the same tonal arc, it doesn't feel interesting. Yeah, you, you, and I, you and I disagree on each one of those games having the same tonal arc, but that's not this podcast. All right. Um, I don't know if this happened, like if anybody mentioned this while I was was away or anything, but one game I have not heard anybody talk about, it is on my disappointments list, the Callisto Protocol. I just haven't played it after I heard you talk shit about it. Like, <laughs> it was, it's on my list, but I didn't, I didn't say it, because okay. I couldn't remember if my review went live. Or... Yeah, it's, no, that game should have been amazing, and man, it just felt rough. From beginning yeah. to end, like it didn't. I didn't care for the combat. I didn't care for the story. It, visually, it's stunning. But oh yeah, like I, everything else about it, I'm just like I. I didn't even finish it. Like I just I fell off of that game so hard, and now we're so close to the Dead Space remake that I may never go back to the Callisto Protocol. Um, best game was Josh Jamal. Best you can say. I mean, yeah, absolutely, sure. <laughs> All right, honorable mentions. Uh, we've talked about it a lot, but Infernax, that game is amazing. If you haven't played it, you should go play it. Uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, we've talked a lot about that game. I need to finish that game. If I'd have played it more, maybe it would have made my list, but I didn't. Um, so it's just an honorable mention. Stranger of Paradise, we talked about that game. Amazing game. All right, now i got two honorable mentions that nobody has talked about yet. The first one I don't think anybody even remembers came out or even cared, except maybe Jay. King of Fighters 15 came out this year. Oh, I I remember that game, but I don't know, man. I, I it wasn't as good as 14. It wasn't as good as 14 yeah. in any respect, and it surely wasn't as good as 13. But it felt good for KOF to finally come back and not just be on the Sony console, so it felt good to have it everywhere. I did like some of the new characters. The DLC model is bad, like it's overpriced yeah. and the characters are not very interesting but I still like that game and another game I know that you played Jay you didn't like nearly as much as I did was Ghostwire Tokyo 
Yeah. I, I like the game. It, it is very paint-by-numbers, open world, mm-hmm. but I like the world is what I like. Yeah. The, the atmosphere yeah. is good. The immersion's there. I just wish the story and, you know, it wasn't so open-worldly, you know, just yeah. a kind of generic thing. It is definitely the Assassin's Creed of Japanese horror games. <laughs> <laughs> but That's I still one I definitely it. want to play. I want to play that when it comes to Game Pass. Yeah, it'll be out in March, and I and I like that game. But you really need to go. And and Jay and I talked about this when it came out, dude. It feels like it goes and goes and goes, and all of a sudden it's like fuck it, it's over. And <laughs> like the ending to that game is so abrupt that it just blew my mind. I'm like, wow, it's over. Oh shit. <laughs> Anyway, uh, moving into the top ten. Terrence, you were incorrect. Gotham Knights is number ten on my list. I like that game. Oh. I do. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, the story is amazing. The combat is fantastic. Um, I do wish it was 60 FPS. And that's probably why I haven't finished it. Is like I'm holding out maybe that they'll give us a patch at some point. But I did put about 12 to 15 hours in that game. And I loved it. thought it was great. Uh, number nine is Tunic, uh, another game that I think has only come up once or twice so far. And me, yeah, yeah I, just me. I really like that game. That game's awesome. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I it was one of those games where I wasn't frustrated at the fact that it didn't tell me everything because the discoverability was just so well done. Yeah, and then there's a point to that. Like, when you learn a bit more about that game, you learn that you can do other things. Yeah, you know, and it it, it expands your exploration that way. I remember the first time I discovered you could level up your powers at a save spot because it never mentioned that. It doesn't tell you that at all. And I was like, holy shit, I can upgrade my attack? Whoa! I don't know if y'all ready for this. Number eight is Overwatch 2. No, mine was number seven. Mine's lower than yours. I know. That's crazy. I've... I hope that game gets better. In 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 a different world and in a different time, Overwatch Two should have been both of our game of the year. Oh, hundred percent. I I anticipated it being it as soon as I realized. Oh, that's actually a different game. It's definitely going to be num- my number one. And then I'm going to be real honest with you. I told my wife last night. I was like, if we all weren't playing together, I wouldn't be playing it. No, that's the thing. Is like I you would not you will not find me play that game solo. But for me, that's crazy because I stuck through the entire six years. I mean, I, I almost did. I, I stopped in the last year. I never stopped playing that game. But right now, if y'all ain't playing, I ain't playing. I ain't playing that game. Number seven, Power Wash Simulator. We've talked enough about that game, but I can't believe that I have a simulator game on my list. That's crazy to me. Two years in a row for me. <sighs> uh, number six, High on Life. Um... I think that game is fantastic. I loved it from start to finish. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, and like Anthony, it's the best Metroid Prime game we've had in I couldn't tell you how long. <laughs> Which is crazy, because you know, Nintendo could have put out Metroid Prime Remaster this year, but no, they wanted somebody to cut their hair off. Because so. it doesn't exist. Shh, be quiet. Number five, Anthony and I, brothers again, Tiny Ken. Y'all motherfuckers need to play this game. It's so good. It's on my it's list. On my, it's on the play later list. Oh, it's so good. It's not even that long. What, what did it take you to finish it? I think it took me like six, seven hours to finish that game. I mean, I did a lot in that game, and I still didn't get everything. Yeah. But, that game uh, is... Yeah, it's, it's, it's under ten. 
Oh, love that game. Uh, number four is God of War Ragnarok. I like this game a lot, but I think I like this game a lot less than most people. Um, I had a lot of issues with its pacing. I had a lot of issues with its weird, like, we're going to extend the life of this game by showing you a box and having you go to this box through this weird animation thing. Um, no spoilers, obviously, but I don't like some of the stuff it introduces. But nobody, nobody will argue that the ending of that game and the storytelling in this game are second to none. The final sequence of that game might be one of the most epic things I've ever seen. And like Ryan said earlier, Sindri's arc in that game is unparalleled. Like it's it's Ricky amazing. Everybody talked like I had two people talk about how they they wanted to play this game because they didn't want to get spoiled on it. Honestly, I have not even seen much gameplay footage of this game. Like I have not played it. I'm going to play it eventually one day, but I don't think I'll ever get spoiled on it. So I I looked up the actor who plays Sindri, and uh, I didn't realize. He is Roy Earl in L.A. Noir, the other detective you play. That's crazy. Yeah, I, he doesn't have too many game roles. It's L.A. Noir, Fearless Fantasy, Battlefield Hardline, and then the two God of War games. Yeah. God of War Ragnarok is an amazing video game. And Drew, if you've seen gameplay of the first game, you've seen game... This game feels a lot like the first game. It does. Yeah. But it's I mean, still... but I have not seen anything as far as story goes. I don't, I don't know anything about this game. Well, I think my biggest issue with the story—it's not the presentation or the way it's done. It's the fact that the first game was interesting because we'd had that built up of Kratos of who he was in, you know, the Greek mythology, and him being in a different mythology was interesting. In the second game, it's not as impactful because he's already there. But his growth as a father is the most interesting part of that second game. Number three, what the fuck is a Souls game doing on my list? Is Elden Ring is at number three? There you go. That game. We're gonna get a roguelike. <laughs> Elden Ring, dude. Elden Ring and Breath of the Wild are how open world games should be done. Like the sheer. You can keep your weapons in Elden Ring. Yes, okay. You and your fucking <laughs> weapon degradation. <laughs> I just had to, I had to do it. Wait, but don't, the, the don't thing... weapons degradate in, in Elden Ring as well? No, no, they don't. No. Really? Um, they took that out? That, that was in Dark Souls series? Yeah, but this game, this game, what this game and Breath of like people, I, I think sometimes it's funny that people argue that these games aren't similar, but the thing that makes Breath of the Wild and Elden Ring interesting is the discoverability of that world. Like Ryan was saying, everywhere you go is interesting, and everything you find is interesting and fun. And it's just like, no other game does yeah. that. I, I I said before, and I'll say again, I it's been, I can't think, Skyrim is the best comparison I can give, um, where it, uh, the game feels like going on an adventure. Yeah. Dragon's Dogma is another great example of that. Yeah. Where the, you know, every time I would sit down to play it, it would be like, okay, what am I doing today? I'm going to go to this place to find this piece of armor because I know that piece of armor is strong against holy and this boss that I have to fight does holy damage. So I need to get that armor before I fight this boss. And then you oh. just go. 
All right, now and let me ask you this. It feels like an adventure. The, w- the way you just said that, how did you know that that piece of armor that, uh, was good against holy? Oh, you uh, that mostly for me was facts and reading online. See, I and I I, I don't want to go through a fact when I'm playing through a brand new game. You know what I mean? But like, you don't I, have I, to in this game. And, and, and you don't what, have to. For yeah. Sure. What, what Ryan's talking about with that is is like is if you want to min max, then you do that. Yeah. But if you yeah. just want to explore, this game is phenomenal. Like you can just get on your horse once you get the horse, and you can get on and you can ride and you can ride anywhere in the world. Yeah, and what I'm describing, Drew, is is probably it's um, it's a very specific scenario. Most of the stuff I found that I used against the various bosses and various scenarios that were around the world, I just found it. Um, like I found someplace interesting to go, went there, and found something that was very useful. Um, it's a very specific scenario where it's like, okay, I'm going to look out. I'm going to look for this specific artifact. Um, so it's not the entire game's not like that. The the uh as Ken mentioned, there's a lot of just like stuff you discover exploring. Yeah. Okay. I think I spent I mean, like maybe I, one day I will play this game. I the spent way. three hours just getting on my horse and just riding to see where it took me, to see what the world and the thing is is like you know, that that fear you have of like getting killed and losing everything. There are so many checkpoints in this game that like every two or three minutes that you ride, you find a checkpoint, just hit it and you're good. And it's just like, it, it rewards exploration so well. It does for sure. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, it's a good game. I just, you're just romanticizing it. Y'all acting like where you riding around and enjoying the scenery, a dragon don't show up and knock the fuck out of you. Like yeah, that happens that's, to me all that's the time. awesome when I'm it riding. happens though. And I'm like, oh the man. Adventure. That's super it's, cool. And something, a b- ballista came from somewhere and Aaron, one I, shot me. I say like, this, what? I say I, this in the nicest way possible, but you also get hit by like every Anna sleep dart. So maybe it's a you problem. <laughs> you know what? You know what? You right. Yeah, it is a me problem. Let me, let me back it's, it up. Uh, you right. No, Carry on, sir. <laughs> so I agree. I agree with you, Terrence. It's not, it's not a casual exploration game. Um, but that, that's, that contributes to the feeling of adventure from my standpoint. Like oh, yeah, I knowing I was that being funny. Yeah. Knowing that if I go down in a hole, uh, there's a chance I ain't coming back out. Yep. Yeah. It's part of the adventure. Yeah, I got you. All right. Number two is Shredder's Revenge. Oh so close. So close, yet so far away. That game phenomenal. Amazing. Now my number one game is not on anybody else's list. I don't know what this Did is. You fucking it's say something. I know what it is. Was Dusk this year? No, no Dusk no. wasn't this year. I don't know what number one is for you. Huh. The Atari 50th Anniversary Collection. Yeah, there we go. Are oh, I forgot serious? about that. Yeah. Holy I, shit, dude. I have never seen a game take a collection of classics, mix it in with a documentary, and make it interactive the way that this thing is. Nothing will ever match it, and every classic compilation going forward that doesn't hit it will feel like a disappointment in some respect. So, what if you don't have any like I, I didn't play the Atari games when I was a kid? So, even if you would, don't have the nostalgia, just hearing these stories, like think about a really good documentary about something that you're interested in. Maybe you didn't have the nostalgia for Atari, but learning how video games started is an amazing thing. 
Okay. And hearing the conversation, like they actually pulled the people in who were there, the people that are still alive. And hearing, just just give you one snippet, because I don't want to spoil it if you ever play it, because it's amazing. But there's a whole sequence where the guys who created the original 2600 were like, what do you do after? Like, what happens next? They'd never been through a console cycle. This was the first one. So, like, them trying to figure out how do you follow up a video game console? And just hearing the stories, and then all, obviously, you know, like, oh, we were all smoking weed, and then they'd pan to another guy, he's like, I never smoked weed. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's just these conversations there. And the way the timeline works of going down through and being able to play the game when they're talking about the game, and the fact that the developers went back in and finished things. So, like, if you remember the Quest series, they never finished it. It was like a contest. Well, Digital Eclipse actually went back in and finished the fourth game, and now you can play it. And that's crazy. Okay. So, yeah. Is this I, a retail release, or is this like a yeah, they download gave it, only? Yeah, there's, there's disc versions. Uh, it's also available digitally. It is expensive. I think it's $50, but it's worth every penny. Uh, it's the only game that came out this year, I believe, that I gave a 10 out of 10 to. And okay. I stand behind right. it. I love it. It's my favorite thing I played this year. Okay. There you go. That's my list. That's everybody's list. Um, we do have some emails of people's lists. I will read those next week as well as a few tweets. I know everybody's probably needing to get out of here because this show is now three hours long. But no, this is fun. It's it's been good. Um, I got some games to go back and play. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm... buy. I think like two games. <laughs> <laughs> you bastards! Yeah, it happens out of, every out of, year. Out of out of all the things that I mentioned, I just do want to say, like seriously, everybody here should play the chant. I think I think that is the one that I I really want to Next push to people. Gen only. Yeah, Anthony can't play it. Yeah, it is next gen only. It may be on PC. I'm not sure. It is. It is, it is on PC. Uh, yeah. Okay. That game is interesting. I don't know if it's fifty dollars. Is it fifty dollars? I don't think so. I thought it was thirty. It might be forty dollars. Okay. Is it remember. not on Game Pass? No. No, it's not on Game Pass. No. It's oh. probably forty. Forty bucks on PC. Mm, I think it's twenty five, thirty dollars. Interesting. I don't think it's forty dollars yeah. interesting. It is an interesting. It's very like there's nothing like it. Yeah. So I I I will agree with that. But I feel like it's not quite forty dollars. Like spending forty dollars on a game that you might not like. Yeah. It's it's hard. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's it, it's definitely interesting. It's something I haven't seen done, and it has some really good atmosphere. I'll put it that way. Uh, but yeah, definitely wait if you want to wait for a sale. But definitely give that a shot. Anybody here who likes the horror games, like the cosmic horror games, will really like this. And also another thing to take away from this: get up your ass on Game Pass and play Infernex and Tinykin right now. And Vampire Survivor, seeing as how everybody I think mentioned it at some point in time. I really I did not. I like that game. I think it's cool, but it's not on my. My big list of the year. But no, you're, it is cool, and it's on Game Pass, too. So yeah, let's go play that. Garlic, man. Garlic. <laughs> Anthony's having PTSD from Vampire Survivors at 3 o'clock Dude, in the, the garlic breaks that game pretty well, and it's just like, why would I choose anything else? Uh, Garlic's a newbie trap, Anthony. You'll learn. 
Oh yeah, because you the, the books is where you go. You get the books upgraded, and now nah, just get nah, just all going downhill. Just end up being vampire survivors for another forty minutes. I think I think the best thing to take out of this three hour show is to say that all these fuckers out there who were like nothing came out in twenty twenty two, y'all fucking crazy. Exactly. This was I mean, a great year for games, even if twenty twenty three, if everything makes it out. Holy shit! That's all I'm gonna say is holy shit. Yeah. I'm really only excited for Zelda. Oh man, dude, Street there's Fighter. so much coming out. Yeah, yeah, but like next be impossible gen. for this year. Like if everything comes out, there's Spider-Man so much. Two, Starfield, Starfield, Redfall, fucking Sony's got another game, right? What's the other game? Uh, I don't think well, they got VR stuff. Like, but, oh, yeah, and yeah. they've got Spider-Man. like expansion content for Horizon, yeah. but yeah. Spider-Man's the big one. You know, Nintendo's yeah. gonna have something besides Zelda. They have to. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Street Fighter, Diablo, probably Mortal Kombat's coming out this year. <laughs> <laughs> no. They, they just had an anniversary, so they get to take a break for a couple of years. from. Oh, man, fuck games. off. If we didn't get nothing for the anniversary, <laughs> and then we don't even get a game this year. Fuck off. You get a mobile game. You just just no, I said don't a count video it don't game. mean they're not making it. No. Like, it's... <laughs> No, I want a real video game. I don't want fucking phone shit. Vampire Survivors real video game, also on mobile. Finally. It wasn't at first. It wasn't, yeah. I just read... Was it... uh, Terrence, did you post an article about the development of that? I think I did. Like, that developer put the... Yeah, they they had to rush the mobile version because there were so many... uh, Not just, like, uh, games that are in the same vein, but, like, actual copies uh, popping up. Yeah, where they basically just ripped off all the assets. So, oh, like they uh, ripped hey, off the Jay- Castlevania assets? Yeah, they're I mean... not. They're not. From my understanding, <laughs> that they're like bought assets that somebody made, and that person made a lot of. I know, but that shit stuff. is so close also, that come on. There's also a uh, there's also a character in there that very much looks like Bayonetta. So, yeah, yep, and yeah, plays like Bayonetta too. She's on the cover. Like that picture is for Bayonetta two. Love that. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Jay, what was the um, what was the PC clone of that that you were talking up there for a while? Uh, Soulstone Survivors and it. I think Twenty Minutes to Dawn. Those are both great. Soulstone Survivors is the one I was thinking of. I think I need to check that out at some point. That one is good because when you get to a certain point in Vampire Survivors, you just can't see the screen because it's just weapons flying yes. around everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But in Soulstone, they allow you to change the levels of the opacity so that you can actually see your surroundings while your weapon is still going off, which I think is a you know, feature of Vampire Survivor really neat. Yep. So that is all for 2022. We'll be back next week with a regular show, but it's been a good year. Thank you all for sticking around for three hours if you're still here. Uh, and also, next week, I forgot, we do have a code for Horizon Forbidden West. We'll be giving away to somebody next week. Nice. Woo! So, but anyway, that's it for the show. Unless I miss anything else, we'll get out of here. Peace, bitch. Alrighty. And it goes something like this. Welcome to the N4G Podcast. Oh, you can-